warning. The following podcast contains adult themes, explicit content, and controversial ideas. Viewer discretion is advised. This is Mind Raid with the Coke Brothers. Mind Raid, what are we, bro? Episode ten, I think. Um, we just did the uh, uh, the hater, the hater, <laughs> the bitch made, the, the bitch made podcast, the kill shot. Uh, we, I think that was kill shot too. It, it was. I think that was multiple fatalities. <laughs> um, it was uh, it was destructive in nature. We actually decided not to release this because of the COVID debacle, and um, as as fate would turn out. We were called upon by the bitch made universe to come rectify. And so I think um, without going into further shit talking, I think that the people that heard that podcast are owed at least a follow up to uh, Khan. Yeah. One of these, believe it or not, uh, said that he was going to call the authorities. Big strong man. He, he, he was going to call the authorities. This is a dude that beat up a woman. Confirmed now. Uh, we've, we've figured this out for sure. And uh, he was going to call the authorities because he didn't have to deal with the harassment of the Koch brothers. So. Regulators. Yeah. Um, so I guess our point was proven. And right. it was solidified there. But just a quick follow up on Khan. Uh, Khan, as it would turn out, uh, turn up he would talk shit about a fellow Rufus sport fighter. Yep. Um, this Rufus sport fighter, Gerald is, uh, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Uh, he's always been super cool. Always supported our team. Um, doesn't have to be as good of a person as he is. And he is. Yeah. And he trains his ass off. He fights at the highest levels. He was close to getting a UFC record for, uh, submissions Most in his subs. division. Yep. And, uh, he gets clipped by Ian Hanish, a real good, solid, legit, super tough fighter. Gets TKO'd. Um, I didn't see the fight, but uh, Khan saw the fight. Yeah. And Khan went right online. And what did he say? Because I saw the post. I didn't say anything about it. I knew you'd see it. He said, well, here's the thing. I didn't see it, you know. For days. He doesn't, I don't, you know, I don't watch his facebook religiously like he watches ours it has to be brought up to you um i had a student send it to me and spies in the i try (laughs) i try you know like you said for years i've tried to stay away from it's not worth our time not worth not worth the time but this one is like okay this is obviously a shot at us right because we teach rufus sport kickboxing gerald mearshart Rufus Rufus Sport Fighter got his bitch ass knocked out. Big gyms doesn't equal big results. Yeah. That's what he said. Which is strange. It's like, you seem like you, there's some anger in there. Somewhere. There's. It seems like there's some hatred in your heart there. Not, not only is there <laughs> anger, right? Insecurity. But as soon, insecurity, right? This is coming from a guy who hasn't won a high profile fight. So he's talking shit. This ain't even about me anymore. Right. You're talking shit about a dude that has fought, I can't, probably 
close to 10 times now in the UFC. Yeah, he's at a higher level than you've ever High been. level. Fought 10 times in the UFC. There is no easy fights in the UFC, you know? And uh, he's talking trash about a dude that I know if was face-to-face, just like me. He becomes the biggest bitch. Yeah. The biggest bitch. And um, it's like JP said. He yeah, yeah, what JP said, right? He, didn't he probably asked for his fucking autograph. Yeah, but the thing that's funny is Gerald would totally give him an autograph. Totally. Because yeah, like nice. that's the type of person he's he bigger is. Than that, right? So he he's taking shots at Gerald only because of the roof sport thing. Yep. So it's a, it's pointed. It's a pointed attack and um we haven't again, we haven't talked shit about this guy in years because yeah. he's not worth our time. So we did the the kill shot podcast and we didn't release it. We didn't release it. COVID yeah. happened and we were like it's just too negative. Yeah. Like there's some people that listen to it they're like dude this is hilarious. Like this is exactly what I want to hear. It's the sauce, but like I get mm-hmm. why you shouldn't release it. So we didn't release it. Right. And I was thinking maybe we wouldn't even be releasing it at all. Right. Maybe it's just going to sit in an archive somewhere. We're going to send it to a few select people, yeah. which which we did. And uh I wake up one morning and I get a text from you, and I don't remember what the text said. I could probably look it up, but it's it was some shit like I screenshotted, and you said something. It was and like I one said, line. I'm about to roast this motherfucker right now. And it was two, I think it was two o'clock in the morning yeah. or some shit. Yep. I didn't get this till the following morning, so I heard it, and I was like, uh, I saw your message, and I'm like, oh my god, what has transpired? Yeah. Since Eric sent me this text message, I know there's something. Yeah. And so then I go on Facebook, and the first thread that pops up just by happenstance is Dev's post. Yeah. One of our fighters goes on to describe his experience with this person, this individual that we were talking about, and completely roasts the shit out of him and tells him about how he took double dipped in his payment for the month and took, yeah. Ran him under, you know, uh, the limited his his checking account, well, just all the, kinds of shit. And I'll go on one, one of the funniest things, because I always said that Khan was this guy before I even fucking knew him. Yeah. He's the guy that goes to a, to a high school party at the time, goes to the high school party and tries to tell everybody that he's the fighter and he's the leader of the pack. Yeah. Just like in Dev's post, he's like, he'd always tell people like, Oh, I'm first best and he's second best. Oh my God. He's that fucking guy. And this is the guy I've had girls come to me in the bar when he's been in the bar with me and like they've known him and somehow he's come up and they're like, yeah, he's such a tool. And I go, great word. Cause that's what I use. Tool. Yeah. He's a fucking tool. Embarrassing. You know, he, ha- he has no game. So his game is, uh, I'm a fighter, you know, but you, what happens when old Eric comes to town? <laughs> I'm going to call you out. You ain't a fighter. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know, his, his limelight's gone. So this, I, I look at Dev's post and I'm like, oh shit, the game's afoot. And then I look at your post and it's just thermonuclear meltdown. <laughs> um, every pro fighter in the Midwest is jumping on there to laugh at this dude and trash his good name and back up. I share the story of Bellator, mm-hmm. um, which people couldn't believe it. Yeah. They're like, I've never heard of that happening before. Well, it happened. It did. It's confirmable. Yep. And has he refuted that? Not Nothing. No. Not a word. No, 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 no. In fact, he gets totally roasted. We go all in. We're oh, talk- and we tagged him. We tagged. He we was tagged, tagged by multiple people on his friends list, people I didn't even know. Yeah. Multiple people on that one thread were like, well, I'm not going back to that place <laughs> just after reading this thread. Um, He never answered a single time. Nope. When he did answer... 
we can only assume he was answering three, four days later. Yeah. When he posted some really passive aggressive cheesy about kissing my ass. Yeah. How do I sleep at night? Uh, knowing so many people hate me. Yeah. Like, dude, okay, that's cool. Well, the the answer that I got that sealed the deal is once this thread went, like you said, nuclear, right? He's getting roasted and you know, he's seen it all because we're tagging him. Is he took down the post. (laughs) He didn't post anything in in defense of his claims. No. He, he took down the very post that he made about Gerald. Because even Gerald got on there and he's like, well, if he wants to go with the big dogs, he knows where I'm at. Yeah, if he wants to get some of those big gym results, he can <laughs> yeah. He knows where to find me. And the funny thing about uh, the big gym results, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Khan, the guy, the guy that he just fought trains at a big gym. Yeah. So what's your ideology there? And right? We, and and we, we already know like what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I mean? You're yeah. the guy that didn't join up with us way back in the day because you wanted to start your own shit because you didn't want to get beat up. You didn't want to get beat up and he wanted to be top dog. Yeah, he wanted to go to parties where and there's tell these, these young girls and boys and go, I'm the leader of the pack. And you're a douchebag, yeah. man. But um, anyways, so he gets roasted uh, to high heaven. There's like 100 comments. It's an absolute travesty. And this, this self-proclaimed fighter. This professional kickboxer, this mixed martial artist, this guy who was almost on the Iowa Hawkeye wrestling squad. Oh my fuck. <laughs> Even though he never wrestled, yeah. this guy hasn't said a word. Nothing. And we knew he wouldn't. Yeah. We knew that he wouldn't because it is what it is. And he is who he is. So, um, <clears throat> checkmate. Uh, moving on to uh, COVID, we've got to do this follow-up. So our new podcast, uh, this is, first of all, it's our podcast room. Um, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it because I spent far too much time working on it. <laughs> it's uh, <clears throat> it's awesome. It's a great place to record. Hopefully the audio holds up. But um, holy shit, what hasn't happened Yeah. since the last time we recorded a fucking podcast? We were just kind of getting embedded in the COVID disaster. Mm-hmm. Um now we're going to follow up and talk about that, what, two months later? Mm-hmm. Some shit like that? Um, I don't know if I've changed a single thing, in my opinion. No. In fact, I wanted to go back to our first podcast about it, where we said this was going to happen. Every, every single thing. Every single thing. Almost right? word for word. I actually put a bunch of this shit on my Facebook, and yeah. I posted it on like my private mm-hmm. shit, so nobody can see it. Yeah. I'm like, just here's another prediction for you. Here's another fucking Nostradamus like prediction for you. Mm-hmm. And it's like I watch every single thing that I say is going to happen happen. Now they're opening up. Uh, they're opening up. Yeah. And we're, now they're talking about the second wave. I've been around hundreds of people. I've been sweat on. I've been slobbered on. I've been marching through the streets with fucking thousands of people. I don't yeah. know a single person that had a, that's had a fever in the last eight weeks. Right. But right. the people now that are getting sick. Um, or the people that are showing to ha- test positive, which I don't even know what that even fucking means, honestly, right. if it's antibodies or whatever. But didn't we say if you punch, if you push a bunch of people into isolation, they're still going to get the disease at some point. Yeah. They're still going to get yeah. the virus because when they come out they're now we just have it's a new happen. fucking wa- wave. Right. Right. It, this is also, 
absolutely planned. And you can't say planned because people be like, you're a conspiracy theorist. No, like people know how fucking viruses work, right? Right, right. Well, and going back to the first, the first podcast, I said a true quarantine is when you, when you catch wind of something and you completely shut off all angles in which it can come to us. We let it. Well, we didn't let it, right? But it was so nonchalant. It was, oh, there's a couple cases here. There's a couple cases there. We're okay. Well, no. If it's, if, it's, if it's a virus that travels as easily as it does, why the fuck now are we even more, told, we're told more now to wear masks than we were when this shit first started? Masks don't do shit. They don't do anything. No. They don't do anything. And so exactly what we said, you know, when people do come out, they're in large numbers, you're going to see more people getting it. Now, my, my question is, and I saw a post, if we didn't, if this COVID thing, if not saying if it wasn't a thing, it's a thing, but if nobody knew about it. Yeah, that's what I said. We'd be fine. From the very beginning, what the argument that I made from the very, very beginning of this fucking thing was this. If the term coronavirus wasn't pumped into the media, yeah, nobody would have any idea what's going on right now. Yep. People would be going, oh, there's more. There's a slightly higher degree of death because of flu and respiratory problems this year. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they would. Yeah. Maybe they'd notice it. This is a fundamental issue that I can't believe more people. How long have we'll talk a little bit about civil unrest and what's been happening in our country and internationally, but. Uh, just in the last few weeks, there has been protest on an unprecedented scale. Yeah. In almost every single city, thousands of people, violent, nonviolent, whatever, shoulder mm. to shoulder, sharing slobber, the whole nine fucking yards. And I don't see uh, a pandemic body pile at the local hospital. In fact, I don't see I don't... anybody sick at all. Yeah, in the I gym, don't... we've had, how long have we been open? Three weeks? Four yeah. weeks? Three, four, four weeks three, we've been four open? Weeks. We've been back open, and in that time, I haven't had a person with a fever. Yeah. These are people that have – they have probably more personal contact, close contact with anybody. I walk around, and I'm just in a daze. Like, yeah. what are you guys still doing? Well, and they're saying they're saying the numbers are, are up, and now we're seeing higher numbers. But of course. But wasn't the problem before that hospitals were overrun? And now I'm That's not what we were told. Any, That's I, what we were told. I'm not hearing anything about hospitals being overrun. No. So mass public gatherings. Right. And there's there's no overwhelmed hospitals like that it's it's a fact. It the, our local hospitals are underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. There's nothing going on there. Yeah. There there's a hysteria in the air about mm-hmm. COVID and coronavirus and well, oh we've got to shut everything down just for essential services. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. This whole thing is what did we say in the beginning? We said they're going to shut everything down. And then they're going to open it back up. And then more people that were self-quarantined that didn't get exposed to the virus are going to be exposed to the virus because right. we weren't shut down long enough. Right. It's it, The whole thing was just a fucking scam from jump. Yeah. And the thing that people are totally oblivious to now is that during this whole thing, there was trillions of dollars printed and pumped into the, the money supply yeah. and in the guise of help and yeah. assistance from... A hysteria in the sensationalist knee-jerk reaction caused by the media and the government that costs our kids now two and a half, three. Well, you know the stimulus checks—they're trying to—they're trying to go with a second wave of that now. Yeah, 
Free, well, free money. Yeah, yeah. People need money. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to survive. But when, again, we stress the same point, when that money gets to your checking account, you put that shit in there and then you get on Amazon. Yeah. But what really happens is you're stealing a little bit from the future. Yeah. Just like the people in the past stole a little bit from you. Mm-hmm. And you're going, oh, this is free money. My government's doing this as a stimulus. It's not a stimulus. Yeah. It's a it's an injection of cash into an already inflated money supply. Right. It's like I looked up the debt calculator the other day. I was talking to Ronan and Peyton, and I was trying to get uh, their heads wrapped around how much debt is yeah. owed. the The United States debt at that night was like twenty five trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. It's eighty three thousand dollars for every American citizen, man, yeah. woman, and child, not paying taxes, paying taxes. Yeah. For every taxpayer. That's $208,000 in debt Yeah, that I would have to pay off in my lifetime. And so would everybody else paying taxes to pay off our current debt. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? We're not paying that debt off. No. I'm not, put, I'm not going to pay $208,000 in, in, in uh, taxes back. There's no way I can do that in my lifetime. Right. Right. Or the average citizen can't do that, which means that debt is never going never to happen. It's yeah. always going to be there. It's always going to be looming over our head. And now it's even greater. Fear, sensationalism, fear, sensationalism. I always liken this to a schoolyard fight. What happens on a schoolyard fight? Everybody jumps and takes a side. Yeah. And everybody's rooting for the other person. And everybody's watching the fight. Real cunning motherfuckers, criminals, masterminds. While that's going down, they're stealing everybody's shit. Yeah. Yep. And that's what's going on. Right now, there's a bunch of people all freaked out about a virus they can't see that's marginally more dangerous in symptoms and in death rate than the flu. Mm-hmm. They're losing their fucking minds over it. They're they're cutting off oxygen supplied to their face and brain by putting a mask over their face and walking around all day. People are saying they're getting headaches. CO2 builds up. Like People Carbon are fucking stupid, you're, dude. Yeah, you're bringing it in. There's a total lack, it seems, of common sense. Yeah. Um, I went to Menards. Menards is saying uh, you either have to buy a mask now from us, right? It's only 90 cents. Yeah. Most people can afford that. Uh, or you need to come in with a mask just to make sure that the spread of disease doesn't, you know, proliferate or whatever. Yeah. And I, I pull into Menards like I often do, and I sit on my phone and I answer some emails and I get my little list of shit ready that I need to buy to build this place or whatever I'm doing. And I watch people basically finger-fucking their face and then putting this mask on and moving it all around and like just basically rubbing. If people knew how viruses spread Mm -hmm. and they knew that somebody shook hands with somebody and they had a virus on their hands and they touched it and it went where it it spreads like that, like an invisible ink, they would know that these masks are just disgusting breeding grounds for bacteria. Mm -hmm. They would be more effective the way they're being used to spread the disease than it would be to prevent the disease. I know this because when I've went into Menards, I haven't been sick, haven't had any symptomatics. I've used the same mask Mm -hmm. 10, 12 times. Yeah. So what if somebody who's sick is doing that? Right. And they are. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. throwing that mask in the glove box. And they're going, I only used it once. I'll use it again. Mm-hmm. What if they're sick then? What if they get sick down the road? There's an even better chance because of this stupid ass policy that's not founded in any science whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There's a better chance that you're going to spread this virus around and cut off uh, air to your head in your lungs. 
that's going to have an effect on society. It's not going to be some huge profound effect, yeah. but just people limiting the amount of oxygen going into their body, that shit will cost somebody their life. Yeah. Somehow, some way. Right, right. And I think it's it has. I think I was reading somebody who got a bacterial infection. It, it wouldn't surprise were, me. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if somebody was wearing it and got lightheaded because they had had it on too long and they get lightheaded at the wrong time, pass out, fall off a fucking cliff. Weird shit's going to happen because weird shit happens. Yeah. But the, the fact of the matter is, is this preventing virus? No. Yeah. It's making people feel safe. Well, and going back to the first podcast, we talk about what's the biggest killer in America? Obesity. Food. food. Heart, heart disease, right? Mm-hmm. So I go to Hy-Vee and I see all these people, you know, with their masks on and they're staying, you know, they're sketched oh. out if you're not wearing a mask. And they've got, they've got... I saw one person, they had four, four 12 packs of Mountain Dew. Yeah. And you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the, the education, what people don't realize is, you know, even, even with a lot of our food, people are killing themselves every single day Yeah. and it shows because they're obese. But then something like this goes around just because our government tells you, Hey, wear a mask. People believe it. People got, um, a habit, a tobacco habit. Mm-hmm. They'll walk up. With a dirty mask on, yeah, and boogers all over it, and go, uh, "Give me this carton of smokes," and then and then somebody behind them will be five feet away, and they'll go, "Can you give me some space?" Right, right. Yeah. Why don't you give me some fucking space? Yeah. You're yep. paying seven, eight dollars for a pack of smokes, and you're fucking judging me for not wearing a mask. I'm like, I try to keep healthy and shit. Haven't been sick Natural since I quarantined selection. myself. I'm telling you, man. But uh, the the mask thing is spooky to me because there's no evidence to suggest that it's going to help spread the, this. They're saying now that whoever the whoever the fuck they are, I've heard lately yeah. from some source that it spreads harder than they thought. That it's not as easy. I've heard it spreads super easy. It spreads even easier than they Nobody thought. Knows what now it doesn't spread hardly at all. Right. Nobody knows anything about this thing, but. What I do know is our entire economy has been disrupted mm-hmm. by this. Um, that has a trickle-down effect through all levels of society, mainly the middle and lower class. Mm-hmm. And who profits off of it? Same people that profit every single fucking time. Yeah. You have to follow that dollar somewhere. Yeah. And it's weird that we live in this climate now where viruses are politicized, where uh, I can almost go Democrats are mask wearers, and Republicans refuse to wear masks. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's that clearly defined now our our social ideologies that if if somebody yells at me for not having a mask on, there's a very very high chance likelihood that that person identifies as a liberal yeah. or a democrat. If there's somebody who uh, talks shit to somebody who's wearing a mask, I can almost guarantee you by the same odds that that person is a Republican. Mm -hmm. Neither side is buying in to talk to each other about it, and neither makes any sense. Yeah. Um, But I think it's very interesting that people that claim to be so socially, have the social conscious, the the Democratic side, the house we were born into, Mm -hmm. um, they're the first to jump it down your throat and chastise you and judge you and get hysterical about you not wearing a mask. Yeah. Sorry. I yeah. don't want to live in a country dominated by by bleeding hearts like you. Yeah. By people that need, oh, everybody's a victim and 
and I hate to say this, this is going to be really controversial because I don't like I don't I don't identify as a Republican. I think parties are a fucking joke. They always mm-hmm. have been. But come on, Democrats. Yeah. You fucking whiners. Yeah. Whining about everything. Well, whining about this. Just whining about that. Just. <laughs> well, and it, it shows because you said you know a virus being being becoming political. That's exactly what it is. Just like anything else, you know. There's one that's far left. That's why they call it left and right. They're two extremes. So the the shit's built. It's built to separate people. People are more segregated because they listen. They listen to whatever party they want to listen to. And it, the sad thing about this is how you know unfortunate it is that a lot of kids are raised the way they are. They don't have ideas. These ideas just because they went out and they found you know. I want to. I want to be a Republican. This seems more fitting to me. A lot of them are just they're born into it. Oh, your 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 mom and dad are Republican. Okay, there's a really good chance. I'm not going to say because there are people out there that that do their homework, but there is a majority I'd say that just follow. Yeah, it's a following society, and they even know it. Yeah, they even admit it. I've mm-hmm. even heard them say, "Well, my parents are Republicans." Yeah. Did you check off your think button then? Right. Because your parents were Republicans. Yeah. My parents, uh, your parents, were Democrats mm-hmm. primarily, yeah, or identified as as Democrats. And uh, my mom told me, "Don't take my word for it. Yeah, and don't go my way. You go figure out whatever you want to do. And if you look at conservatism and look at liberalism and look at it all, and then make an informed decision." Mm-hmm. The thing is, I think Democrats back then were different than Democrats now. Yeah, and I think Republicans back then. We're different than Republicans now. I think that they've kind of polarized and switched, and they don't even know it. And they've done this multiple times through history. Mm-hmm. Democrats are the, the the party that founded the KKK. People forget yeah. about this. Right, oh, right. no. Hillary and Bill want to help everybody. Not really. Don't Three strikes and you're out. Three strikes and you're out. You, you uh, Putting people in prison for crimes that are historically committed by economically repressed minorities. Yeah. You're helping them. You're not helping fucking anybody out. Yeah. You guys are the same party. It's just in disguise. Yeah. But neither party is really that great. They're not no. that virtuous. The conservatives, they spend just as much money, if not more, than the Democrats mm-hmm. do. So both parties are completely full of shit. But when my mom and dad were Democrats, I think there was still some idea that Democrats were looking out for the social good. Right. I don't think that's the case anymore. No. I think that uh, before 9-11, but definitely after 9-11, uh, Republicans and Democrats both became huge cons, neocons, mm-hmm. spenders, big spenders. Democrats are supposed to be big spenders. Now conservatives are. It's It couldn't be any more gang color if they tried. Right. right. It's, it's just, an like you said, it's an impregnated ideology. Anybody who does any research on great thinkers... From all political spectrum and no political spectrum, we'll find that some of the the world's greatest geniuses of all time say that patriotic people are inherently dumb. Mm-hmm. Because anybody who would align themselves with um, a, a, a symbol, right, or mm-hmm. or uh, one person or one party or anything is kind of simple-minded. They're not trying to look at the whole spectrum of human experience and perspective. They're just going, blue. Yeah. Red. I'm with you. Yeah. Right you know what? I'm pretty moderate, but I basically r- vote red. No, you go to the you go to the booth and you check red ticket. Yeah. You yeah. don't you don't know you might not even know where this person stands on really specific issues that are critical to your party. You just don't think. 
Yeah. You you align yourself with people that are like-minded, some of which are your family. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to deviate too far off the norm because you are a human being and human beings still have something in their head that makes them want to belong to a fucking tribe. Even our mom, when when Obama was – before he started running, she's Hype like, training. I like his ideas. He's Hype got training. really good ideas. Well, he said nice things. Right, right. But then – but what a lot of people don't realize is these Democrat Republicans, money talks. They're not speaking – for what they want to do, they got they have investors who give them money for their campaigns mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They're they're doing favors. They're they're getting an office to do major corporations favors. That's what it is. That's and that's not only him. I'm just using him as an example because it was a good way to say, hey, we're gonna get the black vote on this. You know, oh, never been a black president. We can use that first black president. Got all these good ideas. Then the guy gets an office. And people are like, what the fuck? The fuck happened? Yeah. You well, in, here's the thing. People didn't do that. People went, oh. Oh, they still fought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hardly anybody checked up on him. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing with, with Obama. And I voted for Obama in 08. And I, have to, I feel like I have to fucking say that. Be, and here's why I bought in. Uh, the Bush administration yeah. was, uh, in my opinion, horrendous. Yeah. Uh, Cheney was horrible. Bush was horrible. Cheney was probably more horrible. But regardless, the decisions of these two inept fucking assholes cost hundreds of thousands of people their lives over the course of many, many years. Mm -hmm. Made up a bunch of story about WMDs. Trash. Yeah. Um, All I needed from another president, and this is my bad, and, and America's bad, was for them to be anything but Bush. Yeah. Anything but a white establishment male. Mm-hmm. And um, that could have been a woman, but the antithesis of what Bush was, kind of a hokey, dim-witted, southern, white establishment male, was a very, very well-spoken, charismatic, intelligent minority male. Yeah. Young. Right. Uh, delivering these, these uh, really awesome, well-spoken, powerful speeches. He was getting hype before he even ran for president. Yeah, 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 yeah. And after the Bush administration debacles, it was a fucking shoe-in. Right. So I'm going to end the drug war. I'm going to do this. I'm going to change and hope and change and hope and change and hope over and over and over again. And when he got into office, it was this great victory, and people were singing his praises. Mm-hmm. People that tore the Bush administration to pieces Yeah. for doing things like uh, sending Terminator drones over borders of countries that we have not even declared war on and dropping bombs on their civilian populaces. Right. How could we do such a thing? That's horrible. They were they, When Bush and Cheney did it, oh, these are war criminals. Right, right. Obama gets into office and they go, oh, well, that's over now. Yeah. I guess that's just done. Mm-hmm. No. Continue. It was furthered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was furthered and enhanced, and the drone program that Bush started was actually pushed and championed even harder than by Barack Obama, but nobody fucking paid attention to it. Mm-hmm. If at this point in history, if you were to bring this up, if you were to go, well, wait a minute, Obama's dropping, people would look at you like our first black president, and yep. they'd judge you for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's when the, I don't want to say that's when this racial thing started, but post nine eleven America was a fucking shit show when yeah. it comes to division. Mm-hmm. So we have our first black president. He's not 
the worst president. He's not the best president. Yeah. He's He basically is a carbon copy of Bush's policy. I'll say that again for the people that don't want to believe it. He's basically a carbon copy of Bush's policy sans insurance, mm-hmm. which is an abject failure. Yeah. The whole uh, privatized or socialized uh, insurance thing was a fucking disaster. Mm-hmm. Right? People getting charged for not having insurance. Right, right. Um, that was about the only difference between him and Bush's policies. But if you asked a Democrat, he would or she would say, Oh, he was exactly the opposite of Bush. Yeah. No, he acted the opposite, and that's what you saw in the news. But his policies were fucking identical. Identical, yeah. We stayed in war for a long time. He didn't close Guantanamo Bay right away. He's an establishment man. Mm-hmm. He had money. He had campaign contributions up the wazoo. He gained momentum. Mm-hmm. He, he, like you said, they, they're taking corporate lobbyist money. Yeah. In, in people in America, I don't think they get that, but it's basically companies paying off elections. Right. Because no, it is. if me and you are running and Bob comes up to us and goes, Eric, give you a million dollars. You can run all these ads and appeal to ignorant people that don't only have a TV or a telephone. They don't know fucking shit about politics and they're not going to look. Mm-hmm. million dollars buys you a lot of ads. You win because yeah. people are dumb. Yep. And you go, well, I'm not going to say that because that's against my moral code. And then he turns and goes, hey, Keone, I got a million dollars. You want to win? No? Well, I'll go talk to Steve then. No, right, right. Because whoever gets that money, even if they suck, even yeah. if they're shit, if they've got that money and they can organize mm-hmm. and they can market, they'll win the dumb vote. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's why that's why Democrat, that's why this party thing is is even a thing, right? If, if there's anybody with good ideas that's an independent, they won't win. Because it's a numbers game, right? The population is so big. It's media's got a mass effect on all these people. If you don't have money, you're not going to win. Do you think they're going to pump money into somebody who's actually going against no them? No. There, there's going to be a hey, I'll slide you this money, but you're going to return this. Return the yeah. favor, right? We, I'm we're we're willing to make a sizable contribution to the next campaign. Provided that we understand that you share the same values and yep. morals that we do. Yep. And what I mean by that is you're going to vote for this fucking bill. Yeah. That's the way this shit works. Yep. They're, they're bought and they're paid for. The fact that lobbyism exists and lobbyists can pay and, and companies can make contributions to election campaigns, that should be all the writing on the wall that you fucking need to know that this yeah, whole thing is bought it. and paid for. Yeah. It, yeah. it literally couldn't be any more obvious. And people are like... Well, that's just the way it works. <laughs> yep, yep. No, well, that's the way it doesn't well, work. That's that's one of my biggest pet peeves with these people that say, "Oh, I'm big into politics, and you know, I'm very political, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this side." Because it's funny whenever whenever I get into a discussion with somebody, no matter if they're for one person over the other, and they could be the Trump huggers, they could be whatever. They every single one of them, I swear to God, every single one of them has admitted. Well, yeah. They're both not good, but I'm going to vote for the person who's a little bit better than the other. The lesser of two. So now, so now we're, we're pumped down our throats that it's a free country, right? And we got this big voice and we, yeah. we have the right to vote, yeah. right? But over years, it's been this way every fucking time. Well, I'm going to vote for the lesser of two evils. It's not, oh my God, this guy, yeah, this guy needs to get in. It's, well, 
I'm going to vote for him so so she doesn't get in or he doesn't get in. That's that's the mentality. Counter voting. Yeah, it, that's exactly what it is. Yep. It's counter voting. You know, and I, I love mom, but even mom told me, you know, she's like, you know, it, dad was a big de- Democrat. My mom told me a couple months ago, she goes, I, I know you're not big on voting and I know you're against politics, but please just vote for somebody that's not Trump. No. And I'm like, no. No, like the, I'm not voting to just not vote for your shit. That goes against that goes against my ideas. You're asking me to vote for somebody because you don't like somebody to counter vote. Yeah, you're yeah. asking me to give up my freedom, and you're t- you're sitting here trying to tell me that I'm a free person, but you're trying to influence my fucking opinions yeah. and my ideas yeah. with your hatred. And, and I was really surprised she said that, and I I actually blew up. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm like, you've heard me talk enough. All, all this is a scam. It's all a sham, right? It's a distraction. It, it's a it's a big distraction. Oh, it's an election year, so that explains all the chaos that's yeah. going on. That's yep. that's the newest thing. Yeah. Every the last twelve years, well, it's an election year. So so that means COVID's normal. Right, what right. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. But th- that's where we're at now. Elections supposedly sway the economy and they do this. No, they keep people distracted. They keep people looking at the two puppets. Mm-hmm. They, they, what those two guys are, or those two girls, or whoever the fuck is up there wearing the red and blue, mm-hmm. is that those they're the, those kids in the schoolyard. Yeah, that are fighting. Yeah, and everybody's picking a side and going, "Yeah, I'm on your side. Yeah, I'm on your side." They're robbing you, suckers. Yeah, and the yep. only difference is these kids fighting. They know. Yeah, they're keeping the fight going consistently and fervently and intentionally so that you don't notice that you're being fucking robbed. Mm-hmm. And it's through the banks and it's through the corporations that you're being robbed. Mm-hmm. Oh, Trump's an evil person. Oh, Hillary's an evil person. Blah 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 blah. What about the bills? Yeah, you got. Does anybody here know about the bills that are being passed that are like that big? Yeah, and they're told they're pumped out into the media that this is what the bill is, but actually the bill is like earmark after earmark and millions of dollars after millions of dollars that's been pumped into this giant thing that you could never read if you tried. Right. That's our system. We, the, uh, the, the idea of, um, partisan politics was outdated. I think probably a hundred years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're, we're at a time now, especially with the internet. When you ask what, I don't think anybody asks this. Why do parties exist? Yeah. Why do political parties? Well, I'm going to take a gander at it. And I don't know if I'm exactly right, but I'm going to take a gander at it. Because way back in the day when there wasn't 8 billion people on the planet and the internet didn't exist. Yeah. There were people that lived far geographic regions away and they didn't come into contact very often with each right. other. Right. So when they did, they needed to have some kind of uh, ideology voice some kind of voice that could say this is what the the principles of my people uh represent yeah and i'm going to speak for my people and this is my party and anybody who aligns with this maybe we're more conservative maybe we're quakers right and we we align with this party because it's a much more conservative party this is 2020 motherfucker yeah yeah we don't need to align with ideologies we know the facts we know the deal what we Mm -hmm. need to do is figure out how to get off the planet so that when the meteor comes down or Yellowstone blows up or the sun swallows us up, that all of the suffering that we've had to deal with in human history isn't for naught and all of our shits completely come to an end. All of our children's burn and perish in fire for all of eternity. Right, right. 
it's it doesn't it like it's to me it's not that hard of a thing it's a pretty easy thing to figure out but people well, are so you, distracted if you were to ask people that question they wouldn't know they would say well that's just the way it is that's it that's lazy as fuck that, and, but that's what it uh, unfortunately that's yeah. what most people would say yeah. well it's the way it is you can't change it are you gonna change it and i go well just by that ideology nothing will change Right. If you want to keep going, if you want to be as a like a land of the free, you're a fucking slave. Yes. You're picking a side, and even you know you're getting fucked. But like I said, you're voting for the lesser of two evils. You're still getting fucked. And then when we call on it, instead of you being what you claim to be, the red-blooded patriotic American who's ready to lay it down. Yeah. You fucking kneel. Yeah. When you get mad at the guy for kneeling about police brutality, you've kneeled your whole life. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're working yeah. most a lot of people are working a job they fucking hate and living a life that's been imprinted upon them from birth mm-hmm. got married had kids did this did that casting judgment yeah casting yeah. judgment yeah well going back on the, the whole covid covid distraction right i find it i find it funny too more ironic i don't think it's ironic but i say that sarcastically because you think more people would catch on to it so the stuff that our government releases, while, like you said, even with bills, let's talk information. So we went back about, let's go back to our aliens podcast, right? Saying things are being hidden from us and they definitely know of things. So what was it? A couple, couple months ago, the, the government released footage claiming, yeah, these are UFOs. Yeah. These are UFOs. I didn't hear any. Now, here's the thing. When there's no crisis going on and everything's normal, if that were to come out, that'd be a big fucking deal. Yeah. Big, substantial. Well, yeah. It's, you it's, get people it's like, proof. whoa. It's the government the after decades admitting the go- this ain't This ain't some conspiracy theorist website. This is our government's coming out and saying, hey, we don't know what the fuck these are. And they're traveling at speed we don't even know. Right? That comes out, nothing. Everybody. Wait, you know what? When they did that. I feel like it was, and I know where exactly where you're going with this, but I feel like it was very like, like this. All this silence for decades and decades, and then the government's like, "Hey guys, UFOs are real." Yeah, yeah. Oh, COVID numbers. Let's. Yeah, COVID. Oh, on the COVID. That. On the they COVID. They might do map. a segment. Yeah, government released these UFOs. Wait a minute. Wait a oh. minute. Uh, run that back for a minute. Did <laughs> you just say that there's possibility for extraterrestrial <laughs> life, and you've been hiding information for decades right. from us? Right. Oh, but COVID. Yeah, COVID. Everybody's worried about COVID because it affects them here and now. Yeah. Right. And, and people have, people have been conditioned to think that aliens are lunacy. Yeah. So when they see this, they go, "They're now so dumb that they go." Well, see, they don't know what it really is. That's <laughs> yeah, what people yeah, do because they yeah. don't want to. They don't even yeah. want to embrace the idea that what they're being told is what they're being told. Now, and on top of this, the, these records, right? Because our government says when something's so old, they got to release it, yeah. right? Ten years old. This this video was ten years old, right? So we got. Did you see the? I think it was Idaho. Did you see the UFO formation in Idaho? Yeah. What a couple months ago, while all this like shit was Fe- it was like Phoenix Lights. Right. Of. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, and we, I mean, we have a bunch of video of, of unexplained shit. This shit was ten years ago that they've been hiding this whole time. 
they wait for this. They, they say, oh, it's been 10 years. But ironically, you wait for mass hysteria. Nobody gives a shit about anything else other than COVID and the race war going on. So you guys put this out. So, and now, now here's the thing. If people come back and it, somehow it resurfaces and they're like, what? You, it, like, you guys have been hiding aliens. The government could say, we put it out there. Yeah. We put it out there. The, we're, we're not hiding anything from yep. you. We put it out there. Yeah, you put it out there when nobody gave a fuck. Because people, and, like you said, people are conditioned. Yeah, and there, it's a sad, sad reality that we have something that's been uh, a fixture in the public imagination for a century or, or more, honestly, thousands of years with UFOs through history. And then you have a, a major government body that's been lying about it. Mm-hmm. And just like they lie about fucking everything. Everything. And then and then some people die, right? And when those people die and they can no longer be put in prison, the government comes out and goes, oh, hey, by the way, uh, we <laughs> yeah. poisoned a whole town. All right, right, right. Oh, shit. Well, well you guys should be – well, they're all dead, so yeah. can't well, do anything well, about it. let's move on. Um, well, what's this blacked out part in the report? Oh, well, we can't show you that quite yet. Another 10 years. What about the free shit? How 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 about how about, what about freedom? How about how about another example? And this one, this one really pisses me off. And I like why a lot of people don't. You know, everybody's fighting over this. Um, you know, black, blue lives matter, black lives matter, right? I, I get the hostility that's that's transpiring because all the riots, but the Epstein shit that happened. Okay, so the Epstein shit happened. He died. Because he hung himself in a maximum prison, right? He Somebody died. killed him in prison. Right, <laughs> right. That's one of, our, one of the high-profile elite people that's probably wrapped up with the Clintons or who the fuck knows the politics what, or, had him murdered. Or politicians in office. So right. all this stuff comes out about Epstein and everybody's already like curious. Like, okay, how did he kill himself? And that seems kind of sketchy, right? So, you know, all this comes out now because of Netflix and all the, you know, the other sources of media, you got shit, you got shit coming out even with, with Clinton. Clinton's come out and he said he's never been to Epstein's Island yet. Epstein had multiple workers on that Island that have confirmed that he's been there multiple times. So he's lying. Yeah. He's lying. And nobody's, nobody's thinking about it. Nobody's lying again. Huh? He's again, lying again. again when he was a president, he, was, he lied. Yeah, yeah. He lied for so, a long time until he got cornered. And then when he got cornered, he owned up in the most political way he could. Right. So all this, you know, you know, these things come out and there's information there where you're like, wow. Yeah, I definitely, even if the proof isn't in front of me, I know that there are high ups dealt with yeah. this dude. This dude had a lot of money. How? Yeah. Wasn't he a teacher? Didn't he teach? He so he's a teacher, and then he got into investment banking. But nobody knew how he really made his money. Yeah. And here's my thing: if there's this guy, and he's making money trafficking kids, or if he's just got a lot of money somehow, and he's trafficking kids, mm-hmm. and he owns a private island that they call Orgy Island. Yeah. Pet, uh, petty Island. Right? Petty, petty Island. Pet, whatever the fuck it is, right? Yeah. Um, he has an island now. If I go there multiple times, if if I go out to this island multiple times, I fly out there, mm-hmm. I have to invest the money to go out there or he invested or whatever, but I, I do all of this and I'm a high profile person. 
mm-hmm. that has the kind of money to do such things as fly out to islands. I'm not going to go out there for some strange guy I don't know. Yeah, I know. And if I go out there three times, I'm not going to go out there for some strange guy I don't know three times and not notice some people doing some sketchy shit. Right, right. He went out there based on accounts more than three times. Yeah. Right? Some mm-hmm. like seven or eight times he went to this mm-hmm. island. Anybody who went to that island for that amount of times, they know something at very minimum, at more likely they partook yeah. in some of these things. And, you know, everybody after he died was like, oh, yeah, right. That's kind of coincidental. There were people, I remember telling you about how well, I was sitting in a treehouse mm-hmm. in Colorado coming back from Canada. And uh, Jesse Ventura, Jesse the Body Ventura was on some news program and he's like, if I was Epstein or if I knew Epstein, I'd be, he'd be on on guard watch 24 hours a day because there's very elite uh, people that he could incriminate in the coming days that are going to want to see him dead. Yeah. And he's like, I would have two guards. Like he was going on and on about how Epstein was in clear danger and the guy kind of made light of it like, oh yeah, I, you know, I don't think something like that could happen. Three days later, he's dead. Yeah. And so it was almost like Jesse Ventura had foresaw this thing happening and mm-hmm. knew that whatever Epstein had was so big that they were going to pull some shady shit. Yeah. And what happened in the media was very telling about this power complex we have of government and, and media, uh, mm-hmm. sensationalism, propaganda, all this stuff. Um, as soon as Epstein died, disappeared. Yeah. From the media. He, yep. he died. This was this huge thing. People's names, Prince Harry or whoever the fuck it was, was mm-hmm. all in crim- all this royal family and all these high profile people. And then this dude committed suicide in prison. And then the story was over. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. You didn't hear a fucking word about it again. And it's like, there it is. Well, and then, okay, so let's segue. Because like you said, that was that. And then Corona happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Corona happened right after. And all of this hysteria that's happened. Um, they decided not to release his sealed documents. The grand jury testimony. Yeah. Yeah. They decided not to release his sealed, the sealed documents that he had. So my question is, he's dead. We want to, you know, we want to know, you know, what he did and you're not going to allow any of that to open up. Do you know what I, I read that the part of the testimony was? One of the girls that was his lover, the British bitch, yeah, yeah, um, that was partaking, helping him, helping him, partaking, feeding girls to him, all this shit. Um, she asked that her sex life not be made public, and that's why she wanted to keep the thing sealed, and that's why the judge, part of the judge's decisions. This bitch abused kids. Yeah, she helped so she's him. Got rights now. She helped him traffic. And now you're looking out for this fucking cunt's best interest? Yeah. She should be strung up in the barracks. Yeah. And yeah. now you're going, oh, we're going to go ahead and seal these that just so happen to to uh, probably damn dozens and dozens of high-profile elite families. It's time for people to start cutting heads off. Dude. Well, right. Well, and here's here's my question. This is national security now. Yeah. If whatever's in there was a bombshell and you find out the Clintons... Right. Mm-hmm. There's already sexual rape allegations against Hillary Clinton. Yep. That and a lot of people don't know. I didn't even I didn't even know about it. This was back in early nineties. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know she was accused of this shit. Right. So 
what happens when that list of names comes out and it's a bunch of people in office or have been in office? What are people going to do? Yeah. Well, you into your point, there could be somebody sitting in an office somewhere in, in the, in the uh, CIA or in some kind of intelligence or some black ops thing mm-hmm. going, I've seen the list. And if those names on that list are released, the panic and the fervor that will happen as a result of this is a clear and present danger to the people of the United States of America. So we have to make sure that that list never gets out. Yeah. And that is treason. Yeah. That yeah. that itself is a crime against and, and that and a crime and, against people. And kind of where I was going with that is as dumbed down as most people are, if a list like that were to come out and you find out that a majority of the politicians are in with sex trafficking or even some we're already at a civil war type point right now yeah i think i think they're afraid that power oh would be power taken would from, shift immediately would be taken from them people people would be like yeah. no i actually think you would have more unity of races you, we got a big would. race deal right now i think you'd have a lot of people like nah yeah these motherfuckers we're, we're close right now yeah i mean we're we're that close what it what it takes is i think people are starting to wake up i really do and i think what it takes is that tipping point where you get to 50 51% herd buy in yeah where you have just a little i don't think you have just over the majority i think a lot of people still harbor closet prejudice yeah and and not prejudice just on race just all kinds of prejudices right. on fucking sports team and right, stupid right. shit whatever it is yeah but I think that we're pretty close to getting to a point where people realize that there is a need, a species survival as mm-hmm. depends on unity and, and cooperation. And I think that now with the, the rise of information, it's getting harder and harder to hide, to hide. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, for for got... people like the, the Rothschilds and Prince Harry and the, the pedos that are a part of this circle. And, and people have talked about this for years, right? Mm-hmm. People in, Hollywood and people with a lot of money being weirdos and, and sex deviants and, and pedophile, pedophiles because they have their, this power. They're drunk with this power and, and they are, they do belong to a different class. Yeah. You get pulled over and you're a senator, you don't get a ticket. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Right. That's, right. that's not the way it's supposed to be in a just system, but that's the way it is. It's right. royalty. If you know a guy or you know a guy, mm-hmm. you can't you're, – you're basically absolved of crime. There's right. people that have gotten away – this new uh, gymnastics documentary, Athlete A, that came out, the USA Gymnastics uh, Organization was covering up this uh, sexual abuse for years, mm-hmm. for over 10 years. Yeah. This guy was fingering gymnasts, basically, yeah. while they were young, and uh, saying that it was some kind of medical procedure. There's no fucking medical procedure. You've got to do this shit. They're not, yeah. you know. And so they finally come out, but they had covered this up willfully mm-hmm. for years, knowing that it's a crime. To do so, they still did it, and why did they get away with it? Money, yeah, because they were making big money and they were sitting at the top of the heap, and nobody could fucking touch them. Yep, yep, yeah. So COVID, um, everything that I thought about COVID, I still think. Um, I think that it's a virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's very suspect that we outsourced research to Wuhan, and that's where it originated from and got spread. To right. me, that says that accident or no, it was leaked. intentionally by either China or us, or even if it wasn't still, we, we championed or helped champion that research. Right. Well, and have you heard? So, I mean, even, even China has been a little 
all over the place with like the facts of COVID, whether it was a leak, intentional, whatever it was. They don't know anything. They right. Or they they're saying they don't know. They're saying they don't. And then ironically, I don't know if you heard about it. Most people I talk to don't. But do you know about the the frequent Russian warplanes that are being flown uh, across Alaska? Mm-mm. You haven't heard about that? Mm-mm. So I think it was like four or five days in a row. And I'm talking like nuclear warplanes are flying over airspace in Alaska, which it was riding. It was riding the line. Yeah. But we intercepted them every single time. We had U.S. jets intercepting them. So I don't want to get all conspiracy theorists, but if there if there was a time to fuck with America, oh yeah, it'd be close yeah. right now. Yep, and right people now. talked about that. And then there's there's also the idea that um, I've heard some people float around that um, China did this intentionally yeah. to fuck with world markets, right? And um, to basically put the world economy at a standstill through hysteria mm-hmm. and. In the in the in the meantime, got a huge leap ahead on the world economy because if you remember, this coronavirus, it first it was a bad eater, then it was this, then it was right. that, and then it was it leaked from this. You know, wow. nobody knows where it's from now. Right, right. Um, <laughs> all we keep getting consistently about this disease or this virus is inconsistent information. Yeah, every the story is changing constantly, mm-hmm. but we know that it came from China. We know that all of the sudden, out of nowhere, when the world was in throes of panic, China's like, oh, we got it. We're good. Yeah. We cleaned it up. Yeah. Everything's yeah. fine now. We're back to work now. And that seems really, really suspect. But somebody mentioned that they think that this is intentional. They think that our government and other governments knows that it's intentional and they're going to try and withhold debt. The yeah. United States is going to try to withhold debt because they're already so in debt to China yeah. that if they don't find a way to get out of that debt, by the time they call it in, they're not going to have any fucking war to fight anyway. Right. China's going to own our whole country from the inside out. Yeah. And so there's somebody that is trying to put forth the idea, and it, it you never know with international trade that the United States is going to hold China accountable and go, we're not paying you back this because you made this fucking happen. Right. I don't know if we, we have the leverage to do that, but yeah. um, the, the thing that I do know for sure is nobody really knows what the fuck's going on. Mm. The, the, the disinformation is so th- That's high. crazy. I've never seen anything you like it. You don't know. Honestly. We were told the internet was going to deliver to us an age of information. Yeah. And what it delivered was false news. Yeah. It delivered false information. Now when I'm clicking on shit and I'm like, what? Did he say that? No, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But you will believe it if you see it posted here. Right. Right. And the, the Corona thing, uh, now we, we opened up, we said we were going to open up before the governor said so. Mm-hmm. And we had gotten to a real, Hey, go fuck yourself point. We're going to open up for business. We can't do this shit anymore. Yeah. So did a lot of other businesses and they publicly stated, come and get me. Yeah. And coincidentally, the day after we said we were going to open, the governor gave us a clear go ahead because she had no choice. Right. She had to do this. Right. Um, we put in certain protocol to make sure that our people were safe. Yeah. Um, haven't had a single case of it. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard of anybody within our gym having it. Hundreds of people been in here. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I haven't had a fever. I was no. in isolation. When I got sick, I isolated myself intentionally. This was before the COVID panic like it even started. Yeah. And I haven't been sick since. And I haven't been trying to avoid people. And I've been to protest after protest after protest. I've been around thousands of people. 
Explain that shit. Yeah. You know, explain why. Extremely lucky. There is, well, explain why there's this element of fear where you're trying to guilt me for not wearing a mask. Yeah. When not a single person that I know, not a single one has it Mm -hmm. and, and has gotten it. Why should I be living my life in fear and shutting down my business and changing the way I live my life for some microscopically marginal uh, chance of viral contaminant? It's a part of life. Right. How do these people not understand that this is inherent life risk and to try to stop it is to literally trample on other people's rights? Right. Well, and going back to our first podcast, this thing isn't even close to a smallpox. No, it's not a, it's not a third of the people that get this. Sorry about your luck, bud. You're no. dead. You know, it's not even close. No, the the worst thing it can do, just like any illness, it doesn't matter what the illness is, is the people that are unfit, obese, already have an underlying condition, you know, the usual suspects, right? The usual, the, how it works for everything. And so now what do we have? We have doctors that are being told by the WHO, by the CDC, that if their patients die and they test positive for these antibodies, that they die of COVID, which that's not accurate. Skewing numbers. It's, it's, yeah, it's using data to lie. Yeah. And so when you, when your lie is death and your lie is mortality and the mortality rates, uh, you're going to see, and you have seen more of these serology tests of antibodies where all these people have these antibodies already. Mm-hmm. They've already been sick. Mm-hmm. They were sick months ago. They were sick in January, February. Yeah. Then they got quarantined. And a few people that didn't get sick, and we hadn't hit herd immunity, didn't get sick because they were stuck in their boxes. And right. then they come out of their boxes, and now they're all shocked. Oh, my God, there's a second wave. Yeah, we knew. Yeah. You can literally, just with a base knowledge of how viruses work, know that if you take a, a chunk of people that were infected, put them in a box, and then people that weren't, by the time they get out, they're going to start spreading that shit around mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. That's how viruses work. Yeah. But how viruses don't work is you shut down a global economy because 0.05% of elderly people are dying of COVID mm-hmm. as they would die of almost Whatever. any kind of lung-related issue at yeah. that age. It's bullshit. There are all these countries that are uh, sectioning off at-risk, you know, immunosuppressant elderly people. And the young people, are they don't notice anything at all. Yeah. You know, the numbers are so disproportionately small in the young people that it's not even worth thinking about the risk, really. Mm-hmm. But you still have a whole society bought in and now conditioned to yeah. fear. Yeah. Hey, you guys, it's time to get back in your house and put your masks on. No, fuck that. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yep. Come and get, come and make me. Right. I, right. I dare you. Yep. And, well, uh, well it, and with the civil unrest that's going on, it's like it's one thing or another. Shit gets hairy with the civil unrest that's been happening. And then, oh, wave two of COVID. You know? Yep. COVID wasn't a thing. Then shit got hairy in the streets. And then COVID all of a sudden, we're coming out. News is blasting it. Oh, numbers are on the rise. It's worse than it was before. <laughs> yeah. Like what you're tr- you're, you're trying to tell people not to assemble. Yeah. And not to protest because of a virus. People said 10 years ago this was going to happen. Yeah. People said during the Obama administration specifically after Bush, all some of the quote-unquote crazy right-wingers yeah. said that there was going to be a virus used to divide people into 
to get people to behave in this way, mm -hmm. to get people to beg to be locked in their houses in lockdown. Yeah. And people were like, oh, this conspiracy, this quack job. I heard it so many times. Yeah. And I didn't even really believe to the extremity that there would be some kind of virus used to do it, but they're doing it. They're doing it. It's, it's, it's literally happening. And people are so dumbed down that they refuse to see the writing on the wall. Mm -hmm. They'd rather go, oh, I can't, some formulaic shit. I can't do anything about it. There's, oh, they're all corrupt. Some stupid shit yep. where they don't have to take any accountability mm -hmm. for it. Yeah. And the, the COVID thing, uh, now we have to assume that we're going to see more shit like this. Mm -hmm. We're going to see some new strain of the virus next year and it's going to be even worse than the 14 that preceded it were. It's, it's, a, it's a shameful thing. It's yeah. a shameful thing of how bitched out our public is and how easy, uh, sheep. Yeah. Oh, I don't like it when you say sheep. Well, You're cattle. Well, those same people that say, well, we got to we gotta go by it. It's a, it's a you know, I'm, I'm going to stay locked in my house are the same people that rag on you for not voting and not using your voice. Judgment. People that want to judge and, and get up on the pulpit. Yeah. I heard this dude in passing through Menards the other day. I was passing through Menards. Menards where I do a lot of my reflection. And there's this old guy going, talking about how, well, you must not care about people's lives. He, he wasn't wanting to wear a mask. He must not care about people's lives. Yeah, that's a fair assumption. Because right. he's not wearing a mask, yeah. he doesn't have any empathy or caring about the loss of human lives. <laughs> Even old people can be Ex fucking stupid. Oh, too. extreme. Just fucking extreme. Oh, I'm a victim. Oh, I'm a victim. Yeah. You ain't you ain't even lived through anything. Right. <laughs> Fuck out of here. So COVID um, still isn't a hoax, ladies and gentlemen. It's still a real virus, um, but it's been blown completely out of proportion as a way to distract you from the fact that they're stealing your wealth again. Um, and politicians are, are banging kids. Yeah, politicians and... Uh, uh, members of elite wealth and royalty are having sex with children, just as we feared they were. And uh, the, the minute that they have any potential reprise against them, they have that crushed and silenced in the media, in reality. And uh, all your fears are true. And you're not going to do anything about it right now because you're a bitch. Bitch made society. When you, when you allow um, people of that stature in that wealth, in that prominence, to get away with sex trafficking. Because of their wealth, um, kids, we're talking prepubescent kids, 12, 13 years old. If you allow that as a society and you allow um, that person to be snuffed out and silenced before they can rat on all of their friends, you're a party to that. Yeah. You help, yeah. You help that. You, you're a, a silent party to the rape of children, whether you like it or not. Right. And I mean, I mean, it doesn't get much worse than that. If people are getting away with that and it's been thrown out there and there isn't this me, all this but verified, over, right. Then all what the verified. fuck? They can get away with anything. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what. It well, is. and they've conditioned the, the mind. They've conditioned our minds to expect that. Mm -hmm. To expect that people like R. Kelly can piss on underage girls for the better part of 10 years and still not go to jail. Yeah. You know, how? How is it that people with money and defense teams get away with this shit? Mm -hmm. And then when they finally get backed into a corner, they end up dead. 
And people, right, people right. joke about it. They laugh about it and go, well, you know, he didn't really commit suicide. What does that mean then? Right. What that means like then that, is you're allowing injustice right. to happen. Like that ain't, that ain't a joke. It's not something to fucking laugh about. Right. I'll tell right. you that shit. If, if this dude was a dirty, rotten scoundrel and he was selling kids and he was selling kids to people that are leading our country and pretending to be something that they're not. I want those people's fucking head on a stick. Yeah, for real. That's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if if that's the way it is, if that's what the people got to do, fine. But I don't think that shit's fucking funny. We talk about class, social class. You see people uproar when they find out about pedophiles that are just average, not average shows, but they're middle class. Bob down the street? Right. Yeah. They, they get crucified. Yep. Oh, death penalty. Right? All, all this shit. And I agree. But why are you letting higher-ups get away with it? Because they don't go through a court system? Of course they're not going to go through the right. court system. Right? They've got loopholes. They've got ways around it. And they've been, and people have been conditioned to expect to not be able to do anything about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Look at all these people that have been tied up in weird kitty shit in the past, and they got away with yeah. it. Yeah. If you're a low-level person, if you are Bob down the street... And you're diddling people your, and you get caught over. in it. Your life is over. Yeah. You're on a list. You're going to prison. You're going to get fucked up in prison. You might get fucked up outside of prison. Mm-hmm. There's people that fantasize about going through the sex offender list in vigilante justicing okay. every single one of them. Yeah. You are a marked person after yeah. you do some shit like that. But if you're rich, you might just walk. You just get away with it. You just get away with it because your defense team will tell you to plead the fifth at the right time. Right. And not say the wrong thing. Yep. And yep. uh, that that's justice in our country, I guess. That's mm-hmm. what they say is justice now. Well, we talk, I mean, same thing with class. I mean, it, it doesn't even go with that. Let's talk, let's talk taxes, right? <laughs> How can a company like Amazon, who brings in billions of dollars, pay nothing in taxes? Absolutely nothing. Loopholes. Some Loopholes. Loopholes. There is no law. Loopholes made for them. For them. Yeah. There is no law. It's... Uh, it, it's the same fucking thing. You get fucked if you don't pay your taxes. If you're middle class or under, you don't pay your taxes. You're you're in trouble. You go to prison. Right. But if you're a billion dollar corporation, you're all good. A yeah. bigger chunk of money that could be used as taxpayer money, a substantial amount that could actually do some things, money that they don't need, they don't need, isn't taken from them because they've got people on their side. They've got lawyers and they find loopholes. Well, and that's when you have a tax code that is that fucking big, that is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages in length. Yeah. Why? Right. It's pretty obvious to me. You're doing that so that the only people that can find the loopholes, that can execute these savings, Mm -hmm. are the people that have the money to hire, like GE. Yeah. A panel of 900 legal experts to scour that motherfucker yeah. and to make sure that not only you find all the loopholes, but you organize your entire business structure based on those loopholes. So if that means taking all of your American jobs overseas because that means you get an enormous tax break that's going to make you pay nothing, that's what you'll do because you're a business. Yeah. Because yeah. your shareholders, that's what they expect. They expect profits. And then people want to go after the business, the business that has a board, the business that has shareholders, and what they want to do is make money. Yeah. They're going, oh, this person's so fucking bad. No, they're a part of a machine. They're part of a monster. Yeah. 
right? They're they're def- they're absolutely doing this and contributing to this, but they're just responding to what the tax code and what the legislation tells them to do. Yeah, and that's it. And so when the you have Democrats going, oh, you have all these Republicans trying to loosen regulations. Yeah, some regulations need to be loosened so that people can do business. Yeah. There have been so many regulations imp- imposed upon American companies that a lot of them rolled the fuck out yeah. and left the country because you did some shit. Right. You know, like I'm all for uh, a, a strong environmental base. There's no doubt about it. But there's a lot of regulations that are just dumb. Mm-hmm. They're put in there because of some agenda, partisan politic bullshit. Yeah. So it's it's uh, the systemic issue. And like we are now in a place where it's too big to fail. If you do something crazy, like, and this is why people are like, why don't they just legalize cannabis or marijuana? Money. Yeah. They, what happens if all of a sudden they legalize this and they have to start letting prisoners out of jail? Prisoners that have been uh, uh, habitated to a violent, violent culture. People that might have went in for minor offenses, came up in the, bad, in the projects or whatever, but yeah. then spent 10 years around criminals. Now all of a sudden they're out. Yeah. And, and now all of a sudden when you let those guys out, the unemployment rate fucking climbs through the right, ceiling. Right, right. It has a huge effect on the entire economy. So now you have people that are justifying injustice because it's just a part of the system. Right, right. And that's the antithesis of justice. Yeah. That's some 1984 shit. So the, the coronavirus, going back to this fucking thing, um, I'm not bought in. Um, I, I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of the people that I've talked to, even the ones that pay heed to the dangers of viruses mm-hmm. are like, this thing has been so over sensationalized and yeah. so over fear mongered that it's ridiculous. And the thing that pisses me off and it still pisses me off and it'll continue to piss me off because nothing will do or nothing will be, uh, done about it. The media will not be held accountable. The right. media had a direct hand and role in, um, fucking up our economy. Mm-hmm. And making people scared and f- making people fly into an emotional knee-jerk reaction because of the way that they reported this fucking thing. Yeah. And they did it completely inaccurately in many cases. They took evidence that would suggest that it has a lower mortality rate and they, they presented it as evidence that would suggest that there's a higher mortality rate. I've seen it multiple times. Right. And um, it just makes my head spin. It yeah. makes me think, how can people be so fucking naive? Like. You can be a responsible person and put your use your hand sanitizer and all that shit, but viruses are viruses. Yeah. They're going to come. And just because I'm not interested in changing my entire life or impacting the lives of strangers through manipulation of the economy doesn't mean I'm a heartless person. The fact that you would imply that I don't care about people because I'm trying to defend my family's way of making their income is mm-hmm. fucking insulting and it's bitch shit. Yeah. It's yeah. cowardly bitch shit. It's cowardly, I'll say, un-American bitch shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to guilt me for wanting to live yeah. and survive? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. You got a job and you work from home and you don't produce shit. Yeah. You don't get to fucking cast judgment on me in a co-op because I'm picking up some fucking bananas. Bitch. Right, right. You know, <laughs> with your dirty ass fucking gloves on casting judgment on me. You need to get out of here. I dare you. I've seen some of these videos of people. Like trying to gang up on people and like Whole Foods and shit. You need to get out of here if you don't have a mask. Never heard anybody say that shit to me. Yeah, I wish. I never I wore a mask wish. in any place and I wish somebody would say I, shit like I that I wore to me. one the first time, the only time, was at the co-op. 
And the guy was very nervous about asking me. I probably got away with five minutes going through the grocery store without a mask. And you could tell this guy's job was to walk around, make sure everybody had a mask. And he came up very nervous and asked me to wear it. And I go, sure, I'm here for a couple minutes, right? I'm not going to, I'm not going to. I'm not going to cause a rift over this. But if I ever had somebody come up to me and aggressively tell me I got to wear this mask, I'm going to slap the fuck out of you. Like the taste is getting slapped <laughs> out your fucking mouth. Don't come up to me talking about policing my habits. Just don't do it. <laughs> I'm going to get up in your face and <clears throat> talk about your habits but that's where, that's where we're at. We're at a place in American history where people will yell at you for not wearing your mask in a store. Yep. It's pathetic. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, if you are health conscious and you choose to wear a mask, that is perfectly fine. Yeah. Go ahead. If you think that You're that off. helps you, if you have evidence to suggest that it does and you believe in it, fine. Go ahead. I don't have any issue, but you got an issue with me. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the fundamental lack of liberty and injustice for all thing is. I'm not trying to fuck with you. In fact, I'll stay six feet away from you. Yeah. If that makes you feel comfortable. But if I don't wear a mask, you're going to turn around six feet away from me and start spitting shit at me and, and screaming at me and casting judgment at me. <laughs> the smack. It'll come that Stop. close. Like you need you people like that. America needs to get bitch smacked the fuck up. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like I'm, it's so disheartening and just shameful. And like, I don't want to justify it. I don't want to validate it. I don't want to like sink to it. But what the hell happened to the men and the women of this country? I don't know. Of I, this progressive entitlement thing that's been going on, where people just think they deserve more and more and more. Right. Technology gets better. Life gets easier. People are more entitled. They think that they deserve everything. Yep. They have no idea. Yeah. I don't have an idea, so I know they don't have an idea. Right. But when the shit goes down, and the shit will go down, I'd rather have a unified populace of resourceful people that are working together than rely on the government. The government. Rely on the media. Everything the government does, it fucks up. Yeah. Every single thing. Yeah. You have every government agency that ever existed ever does it worse than people do it mm -hmm. by default because yeah. we have yeah. to pay somebody to think of the shit we could do ourselves yeah happens time and time again and the corona thing we have a bunch of nitwits and fight starters in the media and uh a bunch of known corrupt pieces of shit bought off in the government working together and that's who we look up to to trust. yeah yeah that's who the american people look up to and go yeah. And it's known. Yeah. And the, and, and the bias is known. The the bullshit between Fox and CNN in the warring partisan oh, media God. tribes, that's all known. It's Everybody all known. knows it. And people the, still go by The it. people that watch Fox intently and then they slip over to uh, CNN and they're like, I'm in a communist hell. <laughs> right? Or the people in CNN, you know these people, uh, going over to Fox and going, idiots yeah Ugh. i'm so much fucking more intelligent because i went to college right. <laughs> these backwoods fucking red no man 
There's actually some really smart, intelligent conservatives out there, and you sound like a whiny bitch. Yeah. Who's talking shit. Mm-hmm. And can't back it up again. Yeah. Oh, you're bullying me. That's what I thought. That's what it is. <laughs> you little pussy. Anyways. Uh, so coronavirus is real, but the sensationalism, the hype, the fear, it's still bullshit. It's bullshit just as much now as it ever was. And uh, unfortunately, we've all been robbed and we're still being robbed during this fucking thing. Speaking on behalf of my gym, uh, not easy getting through this thing. A lot, yeah. a lot of gyms didn't get through it. Yeah. And we have a core value at our gym of family where it, if you train here consistently, you're, you're just family. Yeah. Like we try to take care of everybody here. We've went well out of our ways on multiple times. And we, we barely did it. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of gyms that didn't do it, and I well, don't. Well, and gyms, gyms are one of the probably one of the hardest to keep. People are gonna go, oh come on, restaurants, true. Yeah. Gyms though, and specifically martial arts gyms. Yeah. And I'll I'll talk talk about why specifically martial arts gyms. There's all kinds of different martial arts gyms. Most martial arts gyms, big martial arts gyms, have been uh, corporatized in some way yeah. as a business. But even in that corporation, martial arts isn't like a regular business. No. It's like an apprenticeship. All right. It's like an art craft. So you pay a fee to learn from a master, right? Mm -hmm. But it takes an extended period of time. And a lot of times in the martial arts culture, it's pretty standard for uh, students to pick up classes and begin learning to teach once they get into like jujitsu, like purple belt, mm -hmm. blue, purple, late blue, purple, brown. Um, so... You, when you, if you don't pay your coaches or if you don't pay your uh, students who are coaching to pay, to do your classes and you just rely upon these people to coach and then all of a sudden nobody can show up, mm -hmm. nobody can coach, uh, the government, the way they set up their aid programs for businesses is they set it up based on how much payroll they have. Right. So because martial arts is some weird cross between a business, a gym, fitness, yeah. and a religion of mm -hmm. loyalty and um, camaraderie, yeah. where when you get to black belt, maybe you're going to get paid. Brown belt, you would get paid good for classes and teaching. Right. But before that, you're just fucking teaching because I told you to. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get any federal funding for shit like that mm -hmm. because those people are on a payroll. They're just doing their apprenticeship, so to right. speak. Right. And martial arts gym, thus are completely dependent on the membership of a populace of people that can't even use that the they service. Can't use it. Yeah. So we had to do what everybody was doing and kind of transition our classes from live classes to Zoom classes, mm -hmm. which we had, I had people that were just routinely there all of the time taking mm -hmm. advantage of it, which is awesome. It also made me look at the way I was coaching differently mm -hmm. and made me do more recording, more self-critique trying to get more information out to people virtually and shit. And that shit's really, really important. Yeah. But during that time, I didn't have classes of 20 people. Right. They're, they're, they can't all tune in on that specific time when I'm doing a Zoom class. And even if they could, they can't really roll around. And so most people aren't going to do it. It yeah. is what it is. Yep. We had hardly anybody overall um, leave. And the ones that we did, primarily all of them, were because their income was fucked over from COVID. Oh, for sure. So we didn't, as a, as a family, so to speak, we didn't really lose that much. But 
it still was tight. Like oh, the, yeah. the margins aren't huge in martial arts. So we had a, a fellow friend from North Carolina where Juan came from. Yeah. Um, and they had to close up. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a nice little gym there. Yeah. Well, and even even in today's society, it's it's um, convenience and yeah. experience, right? So, and the Zoom thing's awesome. That's great. You know, I got my hardcore students that were like, we talk apprentices, the ones that are studying, that are obsessed, right? They're obsessed with it. So they're going to do whatever it takes. But, you know, we don't, we don't just cater to the people that are obsessed with it. I understand it's a cool skill to learn. It's good for fitness. So primarily a lot of our business is going to be people that are paying for the experience, right? They don't want to pay to see me on a Zoom screen and not see me actually able to hit the bag yep. or hit the pads. Little things like that, they matter. The, mm-hmm. the interest kind of goes. So, and also from a business owner, you got to think, even if you're not losing people right away, this thing lasted three months. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know when you open the door, how many people are going to show up. Well, and that's, um, we had really good response so far, but to that point, and this is something I've told people many times, people think that we're back to normal. They, they're, they're in this state now post what we're going to talk about here shortly, the civil unrest Yeah. where they're like, oh, well, we're kind of back to normal way of life. No, we are not. Just wash your hands, fucking let nature run its course. Mm -hmm. Nature will select. Yeah. You're not going to beat that shit. And, and no. if you think that your answer to beating nature is locking human beings inside of a, a house and hiding from a virus, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah. If you've got some little bunker in the woods somewhere and some geographic isolation, cool. Yeah. But let's not pretend living in a city, you're going to be able to avoid Ever. viruses. No. You're not going to be able to. You, your life and your immune system is dependent on these fucking things. Mm-hmm. So now you have a bunch of people getting locked in their houses and quarantined and then released at a specific date. It's almost like you could plan the shit. Right. Right. And if you could plan the shit, you might be able to find little ways to weasel money out of the fucking mm-hmm. thing. And like people don't think, you know, no. it's like, oh, yeah, Trump. Trump. Trump was one of the first people I noticed or heard just cackling from the news, talking about getting on the coronavirus thing right away. Yeah. He was talking about it like early in the fucking, he was closing country. Right. He was closing travel. You know how it was reported? This is just straight up how it was reported. Yeah. He's putting a travel ban. He's a monster. He's not letting people travel places. Four or five weeks later, Trump should have acted earlier. Right. I'm not right. fucking kidding you. Right. I can't make this shit up. It act. I'm sitting here like, you gotta be shitting me. Yeah. This dude was doing what you should be commending him. Right, right. And granted, Trump is Trump. I get it. Right? But he's making the right call in this position, and the news is playing it just as a hate story. Yeah. They're not calling it for what it is and going, you know what? Uh, Trump actually seems to care about the American people. He's closing this because he's getting information and data from China about the coronavirus, blah, 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 blah. He's closing the border. It's just like... There is no win. When it's left and right. it's, It's left and white. It's black and white. Mm-hmm. It's blue and red. It's Crips versus Bloods. Yep. It's it's the people versus the state. Yeah. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. The people versus the state, and the state is a bitch to the banks. Mm-hmm. You're talking about levels and levels and levels of this shit. And when people get to a state of prominence, like a real state of prominence, 
where they can make a difference on a planetary scale and they start talking about banks, they end up dying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Every single fucking yep. time. 100% yep. of the time they die. Well, and I, uh, JFK. JFK, everybody after, if we're being honest, everybody after JFK wasn't a gangster. They, right. they were fallen boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. They fell in. And mm-hmm. when one of them started falling out a little bit, Reagan, he ended up getting shot and he decided to fall back in again. Yeah. And, but to me, it was JFK. Yeah. When, if you study American history, like in, intently, and like not, I'm, a, I'm not a master of it, but mm-hmm. just notice the timeline through history and know about when the banks came about, when the Fed was enacted and all this shit, how it was enacted. And then JFK and some of the things he was saying right before he was shot. It's he, clear cut to he, me. He, he was stressing hardcore because he was going to unleash things upon the world yeah. that he wasn't supposed to unleash. Mm-hmm. Knowledge of, of ba- big banks and of media takeover mm-hmm. and shit like that. And yep. he ended up with a fucking bullet in his head. And, and then the guy that shot him ended up dead almost immediately. Right, right. You know, Open the- and shut. Oh, it was Lee Harvey. That's well, it. And it's it's the thing. What's funny is people saying it's a conspiracy theory. Yet there's a conspiracy theory in the conspiracy theory. The fucking guy that shot him. Right. Nobody fucking knows. Right. So like, how do you how do you figure that one out? Okay, someone some radical just decided to shoot him. Right. President of the United States. No security. He gets he gets a clear shot. Boom. Blows his brain out brains out incredible shot by the incredible way. shot yeah at that time almost the impossible. guns yeah. the guns that we're having at this time i'm not saying they're like muskets but isn't it interesting a play on reality uh, or perception is reality what do we identify as terrorists if if i say the word to you terrorist what's the first image that flashes into your mind well, do you want what what most people would say no, just like if, if, if I say to you, we're just walking along and I go, terrorist, mm-hmm. what's the first image that comes into your mind or the first person or the, is like Ted, the Unabomber or something like right, that? Right, right. What comes into well, your mind? And I, what first thing that comes to mind is a, a, a huge act of violence against a certain, almost like a, uh, like a hate crime. So an act. Uh, an act against someone or something of a certain stance. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Right? Like, that's... that's An ideological hate crime attack. Right, right. That's that's what I think of it as. Okay. But what are people told terrorists are majority? Well, I would would argue that if I say terrorist or terrorism, um, specifically in post-9-11 America, you think of a jihadist, Middle Eastern Middle Eastern. That's the first thing that goes into your head Mm -hmm. when you think about a terrorist. Mm -hmm. There's a million people in the Middle East, the better part of a million people in the Middle East, who have lost their lives because of U.S. intervention Mm -hmm. in the last 20 years. Yep. That's genocide numbers. Yeah. Um, We're flying these literal Terminator drones, these flying killing machines. There's no men in it, so there's no morality. Mm-hmm. It's just guided um, by the the mighty hand of an economic empire that this foe cannot match. Yeah. And this Terminator drone is going in there, and you would hope that this Terminator drone has the precision to to kill the enemy yeah. and nobody else, but it doesn't. Yeah. Um, in the process of killing the enemy and fellow combatants, there's 
casualties of war and collateral damage and innocent women and and kids that are blown to pieces. Mm -hmm. And there's little pieces of babies and little arms and shit hanging around. And they're like, oh, man, that's like sucks. We're going to have to fill out some paperwork on that. But that's it. But and that's 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 global terrorism. and, And that's the way it's looked at in our media. Right. If that happens, they, one, they don't they don't publicize those numbers and pu- pour it down our throats like they do coronavirus. What numbers do they publicize? Though? They, they publicize the, 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 the jihadists, right? The, the terrorists kill. that were killed. Kill. We did a good job. We killed this guy. Okay. In killing that guy, that leader who's going to be followed up by somebody else. Yeah. Just so that we're aware, if you're if you understand the ideology of the people, you understand that um, he's a martyr now. Right. He's a soldier. They of do God. the same he's thing. He's a soldier we would of do, God now. Right? right. He's motivating now potentially tens or hundreds Trump, of people. If Trump were to get bombed by another country, is that it? No. There's going to be people that that love Trump and believe what Trump's doing. Who's going to take take his spot? There's there's always going to be more. So, and I I've talked about this for years, especially post 9/11 fighting terrorism with terrorism, right? It's it's as simple as putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. We're, we're taught that all as kids, right? Well, for the good kids, right? The, put yourself in another person's shoes. So our media, what a lot of people are fed here is, yeah, we bombed. We, we sent this uh, drone over. We bombed this, this leader. Yay, praise, right? What really happened was, yeah, we killed the leader, and we also killed a bunch of innocent people. Yep. We killed innocent people. So let's say we killed 15 innocent people. Okay. Yep. Now I'll tell you this. And I, I think I'd like to think that I'm smart and I'd like to calculate things and, and think before I act. Right. If someone drops a drone bomb on my mom's house and kills you, mom, dad, dad my family, Ronan and Ronan, my niece, they, they kill them. I know who they are and they come at me and say, sorry, we found out your mom was a informant, whatever. She did some evil shit. We, we had to take her out. I'm, I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to go, oh, okay. That makes sense. Right. I'm going to go, okay, we'll prepare to see me, motherfuckers. Because guess what? The people that think these terrorists, these jihad, these suicide bombers are crazy. You kill my family and you, you take away right. people that I care for and I love for. I got... I. There's the, nothing to live for. There's nothing to live for. So ex- um, except for the destruction. I'm coming at you and I'm going to get revenge. With with a bomb strapped to my chest. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what at you, that point. What do you expect? You want to paint these people as animals because you treat them like animals. Yeah. You treat them worse than animals. Because you know what you're talking about? Like if they come to you and they say, hey, sorry. Yeah. They wouldn't. Right. Right. You right. would just be dead. And they wouldn't say shit about it because you'd be a statistic and it wouldn't be the one that's publicized. Right. The kill would be. Well, and that's, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that with, even if they did, and if they didn't, and I know who you are, I'm going assassination mode, motherfucker. Like I'm going to go do as much damage as I possibly can. That's, that's coming from an American, right? Right. So I'm putting myself I'm putting myself in those shoes. It's just empathy. It's yeah. It's it's it's. But but we're told, oh God, they're extremists and they just want us all dead. Yeah. Well, no. 
it just didn't start as, oh, USA, we were just minding our own business, and they hate us because we're free? No. Really? No. That's not what the fucking... That's not what the what the deal is. They hate right? us because we're a, literally oppressing okay. Their freedom. Okay. Okay. Let's leave. yeah. So let's let's take this Mexico, right? We're not over there bombing Mexico. We got a lot of Mexicans that want to come over here for a better life, right? Mm-hmm. It would be the same thing if we didn't meddle in all that shit over there and collateral damage and kill a bunch of innocent people. You would actually have more Middle Eastern people just like. I just want to get the fuck out of here. Right. I want to go over there. Right. It would be the same fuck. This isn't religion. This isn't race based. This is this is humans on a level that to better themselves. Right. Someone fucks with my family, and this goes for everybody. I don't know one person. If you fuck with their family, or you fuck somebody up, or you kill them, I'm not gonna revolt. Well, especially all of them. <laughs> if you if you drop a bomb on a wedding, let's say. Yeah. If you if you drop a bomb on a wedding, and you kill five six members of somebody's family, mm-hmm. you have an enemy for life. Enemies. Yeah. This this person isn't going to be interested in just killing you. Mm-hmm. This person's going to be interested in recruiting everybody in the world, on the on behalf of his God, mm-hmm. to stop this great evil. People like to swing around the American flag and go, "Woo, we're the best country!" Yeah. Fucking act like it, bitch. Yeah, yeah. You treat people with some goddamn respect. You, what do you expect when you go to a country, and devastate the entire region? You destabilize the region and you destabilize Iraq to such a degree that some of the most precious and ancient artifacts in the entire world are lost forever. Yeah. And 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 on top of that, uh, nearly a million human lives are lost because you showed up. Not because Saddam Hussein was a bastard. Yeah. He would have killed some people. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But us going in there and dropping an atom bomb of liberty in there mm-hmm. fucking destabilized everything and they started warring and tribal and killing the shit out of each other because we were there. Right. Right. And, well, and that... while that was happening, while those kids, bro, were getting blown up by drone bombs, senators... And House representatives and, and uh, people all over the government were getting fat checks from defense contract yeah. dividends mm-hmm. for bombs that they were making and shipping over there and dropping on those fucking people. Mm-hmm. You're literally – how can you fucking sleep at night? Yeah, for real. That's there, a, there's people that do that. That's they, a whole other level of They people. invest in defense and then they convince themselves – that they should vote for or vote in favor of military action where people are going to lose their lives, profiting directly from those decisions that he makes. Yeah. That's the most blood money you evil, can possibly do. That's the most shit. evil shit you can do. Mm-hmm. You're, you're making money off of the suffering and murder of innocent human beings, period. Yeah. And if you're an American taxpayer, you're a party to it. Yeah. Right. And, you, and you're you're listening to this or shutting it off going, I don't like the way that guy makes me feel. <laughs> because you're going to go look in the mirror and you're going to know what the fuck is up. Yeah. It's the truth. It's inconvenient truths. People are so mentally out of their shit and so mentally ill recently because they know. Yeah. They know they the inconvenient truths and they don't want to talk about it. Oh, there's nothing I can do about the government. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, you sound like a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> You know that there was a better time in American history. 
You know it, and you know that there should be a better time in, a, in world history to come, and we're fucking it up. Yeah. It, it's 2020. Well, you know what I hate about black people? It's 2020, bro. Well, yeah, but you know what about those Mexicans? <laughs> it is 2020. Yeah. You know some Mexicans. Mm-hmm. You know some black people. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. You you are privileged, and if you're if you don't think you're privileged, you're dumb. Yeah, you're just not on that level. You haven't been able to take empathy and apply it to other people that look kind of different than you. Well, well, and this so going into the the civil unrest, the biggest thing, and I, I try not because it'll take all my time on Facebook, but <laughs> you get this, you know, you got the Black Lives Matter because of you know the police br- brutality. And, and, you know, what a lot of people don't realize, I actually, if, if you were to go back in my Twitter, I'll actually, and this is me correcting myself, mm-hmm. right? Because I remember when the, the, the Black Lives Matter movement started, and it wasn't really that I was against it, but there were some major left, right, that were, that were I don't want to say just playing the victim, but I felt like it was getting blown out of proportion. Well, and I think it's important to note about Black Lives Matter and and about any movement in general is any movement nowadays... Is going to have extreme... Yeah, and and it's going to also... What are people like nowadays? How are people different nowadays than they were 20 years ago? I would make this argument. They're entitled to attention Mm -hmm. on a much bigger scale. Right. So when I go to some of these rallies... Right, and people are cheering and marching. Um, is this is going to sound horrible? I don't care. I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, some of the people hollering the loudest and screaming and shrieking to an almost obnoxious degree mm-hmm. are white people. Yeah, yeah. And they're like kind of almost entitled in like trying to be seen. Yeah, they want to be seen as. And so I think what happens with movements is movements attract big people. Right. Movements attracting big people in this day and age isn't necessarily the best thing because there is going to be some fucking looney tunes out there. Right. And the problem with a movement, any movement, or the, the inherent issue with it, I think is, you get a kook in there, you get one divisive attitude or one unstable person. The whole group. I watched a, a video early in the Black Lives Matter movement where um, Bernie Sanders, who's been kind of a champion for minorities and mm-hmm. civil rights his whole life for the mm-hmm. most part um, was speaking and they like raided the stage and wouldn't let him speak. And he's like, I don't, I'm here for you. Like, right, I don't know right. what the deal, what, what your issue with me specifically is, but I'll talk to you about it. And yeah. they're like screaming and shit. They shut him down and not knowing apparently just seeing him as some politician in, in needing to in, interrupt this thing without actually having a basis of knowledge of what they were even right. attacking. Right. When you have any kind of movement and people are like, I want to be a part of that, you're going to get some people in there that are uneducated. Yeah. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. They're just trying to be seen. Mm-hmm. It's a popularity contest. Same thing one of the other protests I went to, this kid, um, again, white kid, mm-hmm. one of the most obnoxious guys at this protest was playing music in his bike bag in a Bluetooth speaker as loud as he could. Now, this is why, while people are speaking, their mind on a megaphone mm-hmm. and trying to rally public support. And he's right. right. It's like, yeah, 
why are you why are you gonna make me tell you to shut that fucking shit off because you people such as yourself the people that are not here for this message or mission or unity or anything else you're here for you right why do i have to fucking smack you across the face why does it have to be like this because you're gonna make me with this shirt on that I'm wearing and you're wearing the same shirt, you're going to make people think I'm like fucking you You're now. correlated. Right. Yeah. Well, and, uh, so I mean, going to, we're kind of to, I'm, I'm definitely more on one side now. Um, kind of going back to when this, I think this was like 2013. I think there was another police, police brutality when oh, Black, Lives, yeah. Black Lives Matter started to be a thing. And it wasn't that I was going against Black Lives Matter, and I honestly didn't even know the hashtag was a thing. All Lives Matter, right? Mm-hmm. At that time, I was I was arguing with this this person who was you know all Black Lives Matter and against. I didn't realize that she was attacking me because I was saying all lives matter. Now, in the context of what I meant by all lives matter, and this was my fault because I didn't know. I really didn't know what I was getting myself into, and I didn't know that that was a hashtag. Mm-hmm. You know, I simply said "all lives matter" in a, in a tweet, and I was referring to globally, not thinking about how bad we have it here in America. What we just talked about: mm-hmm. people in the Middle East being bombed, kids dying all over the place, people in Africa getting hacked to get death by machetes right recently right right and so i was talking about that but then i kind of you know i got in this argument and it kind of went dead but the more this has gone on and i realized that all lives matter has become a protest to a protest counter protest i completely stay away from it that's become a it's been a counter protest so now and 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 i i said this recently i said I can guarantee you 80, 90 even, 90% of the people screaming all lives matter. Not only are you white, but really you're not saying all lives matter because you care about all other life in the world. Correct. You think white people aren't getting the attention they deserve. Aren't getting the attention that you deserve. You don't think that I deserve. I, I got white people on my shit counteracting black lives matter, police brutality with a white guy getting beat up by cops. And that's their argument. We get beat up by cops too. Look. The point is, you're arguing the same fucking thing that the Black Lives Matter is 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 right. going against police brutality. Right. So if you're feeling sorry for this white guy getting beat up by cops, you should all be for the Black Lives Matter because it's primarily used against police brutality. Yeah, well... And this is where I, this is my way to try and explain it to people in the simplest way that I possibly can. Why can't I put all lives matter? Well, um, you're trying. You're taking aim at Black Lives Matter. Right. Right. It's if a we, protest. If we can to say, yeah. You're taking direct aim at, at the Black Lives Matter movement, and you're casting judgment upon a people. That have been persecuted for hundreds, hundreds of, years. of years. yeah. And there are people out there right now that are going, they have not. Like, they, we've had a black president. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Be be a man. Right. Just just Own because you're it. scared of black dudes doesn't oh, mean oh. you can't admit to some right. shit. Own up to it. Own up to it. <laughs> Own up to it and just chill the fuck out. And 
the whole point is you you won't even let them have a hashtag. Yeah. You won't even let them have a hashtag. Yeah. They're trying to illustrate through a hashtag a a, a act of uh, or or an issue of social injustice that's been going on for centuries. Yeah. And you won't let them have it. You're passing judgment and casting judgment down upon a persecuted populace for defending themselves. Well, and you say attention. I think that's the biggest thing. It's attention, right? The Black Lives Matter, they're not hashtagging fuck white people. They're, it's, they're not making it a race war. They're bringing attention to, to how a lot of black people are treated. Which, which, all these white people that are all lives matter have no idea. They've never been in the shoes. They can go on the internet. They can scroll down, oh, numbers of black on black. This is my, this is not my favorite as in I condone it, but I got so many people over father's day, black on black crime. All these black people killed these black people. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Now there's so many, there's so many people in the world. We could, we could argue all day. We could go find data sheets. People are dying. People are getting murdered yeah. every single day. Doesn't matter what color. How do we want to use the stats? Today? Yeah, doesn't matter what color you are. One's not more, you shouldn't be battling over numbers so showing, oh, I'm right because, because this many black people killed this many black people. It's not a good way to spend Father's Day. Two, two, and I said this in another podcast, people either completely left or completely right. They completely leave out every variable. Yep. Okay. So the variable is, oh, you're talking, you're talking the hood of Chicago, when a a, a, a a hood, a ghetto that's been designed for impoverished for people yeah. that are impoverished, don't have money, right? They a lot of them don't have an education because they can't fucking afford it. Mental so illness. drugs, so that drug, that drug battle, it's an it's an ongoing battle. That right? is the economy. Right. Drugs. Right. Right. Drugs. So making money. So, yeah, there's going to be black on black crime. It's not, I'm a black guy and I hate him because he's black. Right. But that's, that's the way they try to make it sound, black on black crime. No. Like they have hatred for each other. It's like... They're in a completely different variable than you are. They're not living in suburbs. They're living in a fucking hood. It's a violent place to be. And a lot of these kids don't have fathers. They don't have fathers and it's like, it's it's not because the last generation abandoned them. It's because that th- this is a systemic issue. It's a generational thing. But what what do you expect to happen when a kid grows up without a father? When a kid grows up with a mother who's working all of the time because the father is not there, mm-hmm. or it's this cycle of just no chance. Yeah. No chance. And if you got no a chance, chance, and this is one thing I disagree, and I like the guy, uh, Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I had another All Lives Matter guy post Morgan Freeman and and that was the latest thing. Morgan Freeman. That, so now they want to take black people that make a bunch of money, right? right? And they want to say, hey, they did it. Yeah, you can do it. Okay, I'm not saying, I, but everybody's individual. Everybody's different. The whole point is this goes to white privilege. It's going to be easier to succeed. When you're giving, given a platform to succeed on, yeah. if you're living in, in suburbia and I, I'm not bringing up names, but one of the biggest things that drives me nuts is, you know, have, having an ex that I did live, live in suburbia, had everything given to her, right? 
not saying she didn't work hard, but she was given good opportunities, right? Her parents made money. She was comfortable, right? And I would get in arguments with, with her mom when it came to Bernie Sanders. Could we talk Bernie Sanders? I, I think one of the greatest ideas is if we're going to use our taxpayer money that we're given, we should use it to educate our fucking kids. The, the next generation, right? We don't need to spend it on trillion dollar war planes and all this shit that sits in hangars because we have no reason to fly it, right? Yep. And I, I would get in this, in this, this argument because the argument was, I don't want my taxpayer money going to kids from the hood to, to, to go to college to just drop out. <sighs> I go, okay. The ghetto, the hood, a lot, like you said, a lot of them aren't given fathers. Also on top of that, a lot of those kids do graduate. What can you, doing what you can do with a a graduate, uh, just graduating high school is not a whole lot of shit, right? You can pursue things there. And if you get lucky, you might make it up the chain. You might be able to make some money. But you probably have to leave the town. You got to leave the town. And that's not easy. You have to get the fuck out of there. And this is what I think a lot of people from the suburbs or from a different walk of life don't understand. These are all your social bonds. Your positive, your negative bonds, they're yeah. here. Yeah. So, yeah. so are you going to, as a child that doesn't have a father, that has never established any work history, who's never finished any kind of degree of education, are you going to really just go, you know what? It's time for me to move out of the city with nothing yeah. With no way of even being able to connect mm-hmm. to America outside of my fucking neighborhood. Yeah. And I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to start anew. It's a dream. Yeah. It's it's bullshit. And it, it doesn't if you're some farm kid from Iowa, there's the, yeah, with good work ethic and you're brought up with sound morals and uh have parents that are trying to instill good ethics and shit into you, you right. got a great fucking chance. Right. But if you have none of that structure, and you're just this unabated kid that, it, it, like, you belong to generational welfare. Yeah, it's not it's not impossible, but it's a lot harder. Oh, the it's, yeah, we the, hear the about the kids that do it, is but a they're a lot, lot smaller. They're the exception to right. the rule. And this goes back to putting yourself in other people's shoes. Right. I think there's a lot of white people. I don't want to just blast white people, right? But there's a lot of white people that grow up in those good things. They listen to media. Mm-hmm. They listen. They, a lot of them that are conservative, right? I'm not. That's just the way it is, right? A lot of them that are conservative, they watch Fox and then they look at looters and they're. It's not said, but it's kind of the Black Lives community. They're looting. Well, they're they, tearing down. They're yeah. tearing down small businesses. So you get this prejudice. And they use builds. terms like they use terms like black on black crime. Right. Right. To go. Oh, look, well. Look at this image that I'm going to paint for you. These people are animals. Uh-huh. That's what it does. Yeah. That's the type well, of shit that that does. So, I mean, going back to this Bernie thing, I go, what's wrong with that? I don't want my, my taxpayer money to go to kids that, to hoodlums. Okay. So, I go, I never said, but to get to a good college, you need more than money. You got to graduate high school. And usually, if you want it to be, res- uh, if you want it to be reasonable, and you want grants and stuff like that to go to co- a good college, you got to get good grades. What the fuck is the incentive of a kid 
that gets a bunch of good grades, that lives in the hood, that could be a genius, could be a fucking genius. If you if you give him those incentives and he knows he's going to get a ride, his college is paid for, that that kid could very well not, not only stay off the streets, not slinging crack because he needs money to pay, help his mom, but he could actually go to help society. The ghettos are designed. It's a hellhole. They're yeah. designed. It's a vicious fucking circle. But so you've got a bunch of white people that think anybody can make it. That's easy coming from the fat fucks right. that, that were given a bunch of money. And, and white privilege, whether you believe it's a thing or not, it is. Yeah. Given all these tools, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to fucking succeed. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, you, you can't possibly put yourself in their shoes. No. The, the whole point is that you try. But you can't – I do it all the time when I'm driving down the street to this day. I look at people and um, not really necessarily by their skin color but just by their weathering. Yeah. And I just go, man, I wonder what that's like. I wonder what living that life, whether it be a homeless person or what, whatever, I wonder what that's like, man. I bet, yeah. that's, I bet that's pretty rough shit. From time to time. And like I, I can empathize because when I was a kid, I felt really alienated at times. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. People are people are so broken and so weak now. And it seems like more now than ever, uh, we are approaching a time of great civil upheaval. Mm-hmm. And that'll segue um, our coronavirus uh episode which went astray a couple times but you know, okay. you know how we do we got any a lot to say we got a lot to, we got a lot to say we got any we got, any good conversation strays into multiple it's things branches of one tree but but um, yeah it, i mean even with the civil unrest i'm not trying to be this big voice and go out and shout and, but honestly if i can say all in all i'm glad yeah i'm glad it's happening the re, the reason why and the reason I stay quiet, I really don't want it to be a huge race war, you know. I want people to come together, and I I think it's more people versus the man. And this goes over all the shit we just talked about. Yeah. The Epstein shit, the, the sex trafficking, all the shit that these people are doing, that, that these higher-ups are doing, and they're getting away with because people are so divided, right? And they would rather fight with their, their black neighbor, Right? over a fucking hashtag. They'd rather fight over that than these these motherfuckers that are intentionally splitting people apart mm-hmm. so they can keep power. I'm hoping that, and one thing I've seen in this, I have seen a lot more unity in this, this time. You know what scares the shit out of the establishment? I, I know that the establishment's scared shitless right now. Yeah. I, I know that because you have international protests on a massive scale, uh, unheard of for this specific issue um sweeping change in multiple police departments so there's there's things happening there unity yeah there's these crowds all the protests i've been to all the protests i've seen the looting that i've seen yeah has not been entirely one race it's all been a mixture Mm -hmm. of different people and Mm -hmm. it's been more so a mixture of people with one emotional state than it's ever really been before Mm -hmm. it's been a louder response and We've talked about this for years, and it, here it comes again, another obvious truth that is always missed. Um, people don't change unless pain. People are comfortable, and when they're comfortable, 
they don't change because they're comfortable. Things only things get worse before they get better. Right. People have to be put into a level of discomfort where they merit changing their habits or insisting upon certain habits to actually mm-hmm. take place. Which almost means by default people are going to be victimized before they have to fight for their rights back. Yeah. Which is kind of a dark thought. Yeah, but 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 it's true and what's happening now I think and what what there's evidence to suggest now is that there's this progressive uh, agenda, truly a progressive agenda that limits the rights that we have now. The the America that we live in compared to the one that we live in, you know, pre nine eleven is a different America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different country altogether. There's almost this acceptance now that this country isn't really free and it's all bullshit. Yeah. And that's kind of scary, you yeah. know, to know that people are so complicit and so compliant and so just uh, bendable to whatever the popular or the norm is, whatever well, is safe. Well, know. that 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 term, that free country, right? That's America's model. Like we're the free country, right? Like the what? The free country. Right, right. Yeah. Name me a European country. It's not free. Instituting a gold standard. When you say something like that, instituting a gold standard, it's a pretty simple thing. But when people hear it, they don't know what it means, and they're like, "That's." He's probably just some weird, crazy guy. Like that's why. Yeah. That's what people. That's the way people behave. You can't yeah. even explain. People are now so stupid, and so dumbed down unwittingly. It's not like they chose this. This is just where we're at. Mm-hmm. That they don't even know when you're talking about something like uh, how gold can back up actual dollars and mm-hmm. take the place of currency. They don't. They don't get how that works. So they would just as soon call you a conspiracy theorist or a quack mm-hmm. because you're using words that they don't understand that right that's that type of shit happens in tyrannical states yeah when all of the really really high level thinkers in strong voices and community of science are removed and thrown into concentration camps or prisons so that they can't dissent they can't speak right because the the bottom feeding grovelers that that can't even think and understand a gold standard or the federal reserve or anything they're going to just do whatever they're told. Mm-hmm. And if you're not around to tell them what to do, they'll do whatever the fucking government tells them. Yeah, yeah. That well, shit's happened. That's what it is. It's, it's a following, it's a whole following type type vibe that you get when you when you start spout, uh, you know, shooting stuff like that out there. Um, a lot of people, they don't know what it is. They haven't heard it because the majority of their friends don't know what it is. Right. So they think you're crazy. Yeah. They deem you crazy. Well, this is Pat, Pat Militich posts the other day. About the creature from Jekyll Island, yeah. about the the meeting off Jekyll Island and uh, off of uh, George, I believe it is. The foundation of the the Federal Reserve Act. Yeah, and uh, he posted this and, and echoed this sentiment that I agree is the most important book that nobody even knows about, mm-hmm. and it tells you the whole story that reshapes the way you think about everything. Yeah, it, it reshapes the way when you realize that there was this secret banking cartel and uh meeting a secret meeting mm-hmm. to institute legislation on christmas when nobody was around to stop it right when you start learning this and then learning how much implications this has over our money supply in the last hundred years you it you can't shake it anymore mm-hmm. you can't look at the world in the same light the knowing same that bankers literally own the whole fucking world yeah and can pay off whatever they want and buy whoever they want and it, the proof is there. And th- this this is telling to where we're at intellectually as a society. 
when we have such obvious proof of corruption on a core level documented, right. solidified for decades, and nobody even knows what that fucking book is. <laughs> and, they, and, and in schools, you have to read just the dumbest shit in comparison. Yeah. Right? You, you, you get to read like Swiss Family Robinson about a family who really does well at surviving it, being shipwrecked at sea, but you don't learn about the secret banking cartel that conspired with American lawmakers to silently steal wealth over a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> so so Pat posts Pat posts this book and I was gonna repost and I totally forgot about it, but he posts this book and I'm like, yeah, straight up. Yeah. And I don't know if he got flack for it, but it wouldn't surprise me if somebody saw that and been like Phew. I bet whoever wrote that book, some nut job. Yeah, right, that, that right. Pat Militich left. Yeah, right, right. And you have people now coming out with ad hominem attacks against Pat because he's getting strong on the social media and letting people know what he thinks, you yeah. know, which is awesome. I don't give a Yeah, yeah, I fucking love it. And, uh, and people are calling him just all kinds of shit mm-hmm. and, and tearing down, not attacking his arguments, not going after Trying him. Trying to be personal. Yeah. Yeah. Talking shit to him and, and uh, calling him names and having ad hominem attacks mm-hmm. and trying to attack his character. Oh, you're some kind of nut job. You don't have an argument. Yeah. Just say that you don't have an argument and walk away. Don't be a bitch and call me names. Right, right. You know what I mean? I, like, mean, I can that, do that. I mean, and that's known. That's the, even on a, on a smaller level. Usually the person to start talking shit personally yeah. has nothing else to say. Yeah. There's nothing to say. Yeah, they're this kid. Oh, huh. You're big dumps. Stupid idiot. Yeah. That's yeah. what they are. They're mm-hmm. an adult version of that guy. Yeah. Yep. And we see that all that time in social media. But with this movement, um, with uh, recent uh, events that have transpired, I've seen more unity within this community than I've ever seen ever, mm-hmm. really. Um, not every community has done it right. A lot of them have fucked up big time. Yeah. And a lot of communities have done it right and then had people from outside their community come into their community and fuck it up big time. Mm-hmm. This automatically ties together. If I have, let's say, and this is what I think people don't understand, but true criminals, like career criminals, opportunists, yeah. they know other criminals. Yeah. They do criminal shit. Yeah. When things like this happen and people are in a state of weakness and fear, these criminals are aware of this. And they'll do shit like this. Hey, bro, get your crew. We're going to run 30 minutes due south of here where people don't really know who we are. We're going to run into this place, smash and grab a bunch of fucking jewelry, roll out with a high yield. We'll be strapped, but if we get out quick, we'll be good. Now, all of a sudden, we're protesters. Right, right. We're running around with masks on. We're criminal opportunists. Mm -hmm. But now when the media puts us out there, when the, the stores are looted and there's chaos and shit, being sewn about the streets we're somehow wrapped up with these people over here holding signs and shit right right it's it's again it's total bullshit Mm -hmm. it's media manipulation but they were finding in minneapolis that 70 to 80 percent of the people that were arrested for looting successfully arrested weren't even from there yeah so that means that opportunists that that means that there were a select few opportunists that lived in minneapolis that joined in the fund but the majority of them had planned on coming there from outside of town right but you don't hear about that. Right. The the new generation of internet superheroes, they don't care about doing the right thing. They just care about being right. Right. You, nobody likes looting. Like, I want somebody's business to get fucking looted out. Nobody, right. nobody that has any kind of empathy or morality wants that to happen. However, 
to ignore the argument that that has historically been necessary to shake shit up enough for people to go fuck like we can't have people looting right even though it's chaos and even though it doesn't make any sense and even though logically it can be done a lot better that pain causes change yeah 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 and whether the chain is business moves out of that area or whatever the case may be it causes change and the change that i want to see personally is not looting and I think most enlightened minds know that it's, that's a total waste of time. Mm-hmm. And it's opportunist. I want to see people taking their direction or taking their aggression to the right sources. Yeah. And if you have a problem with police, uh, you go to the police. Uh, another person that you might want to go to if you have a problem with the police is the people that are supposed to police the police. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather see people burning down city halls than small businesses. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people would be like, wow, that's pretty extreme. I guess. We're in, we live in extreme times where our government steals from us, then steals some more, and then steals some more, and then kills kids. Yeah. And, and, and probably has a bunch of their people fucking kids, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and you want to call me extreme because I want to be accountable? Like, right. I don't... Right. We li- right. Again, we live in a, a really soft-ass society where everybody feels like, because of the internet that they are some moral authority. I got news for you. There's more people here than there was when you were born. You're not that important. Right. If you work your ass off your whole life, you might claim a small amount of importance in some small area. Maybe you make a big impact, small impact. But don't pass judgment upon other people. Because when push comes to shove, only the realest fucking people would do it face to face. And 99.9% of the people that are big talkers on the internet are quiet little bitches in real life. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if they're in the, the midst of somebody they're intimidated by or not. There's a social standard and custom that they uphold, and they do not put that bitch-made face on that they put on the internet. Yeah. The brand yeah. face. Yep. Um, so with the civil unrest, I, you know, pain, like I said, pain brings change. We've said it a million times. Powerful people are not going to relinquish power. You have, to, you have to demand it. Mm-hmm. You have to say it or you have to threaten it. And it's kind of cool, to be honest, to be in a part of history now where uh, people are going, no, we're going we're gonna to do what we want to do. Yeah. You're going to give us what, we're, what we want or we're going to make this a painful situation for you. Right, right. And uh, it's veering closer and closer towards uh, a standoff. But you know what we can segue into with civil unrest is something that's good to point out and talk about right now while it's fresh in our mind. I haven't heard anybody talking about a gun debate. A what? Gun debate. A gun de- oh, a gun debate. A gun debate. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about the banning of weapons. I haven't heard any arguments put forth in the public view about why people don't need guns. What I did see is a bunch of small business owners standing with shotguns and AK-47s outside of their places going, I'll fucking kill you if you come into my shit. Mm-hmm. And they didn't get looted. And then everybody went, oh, okay. <laughs> right. That's right. why people need guns. Right, right. That's exactly why law-abiding people need guns. Yep. And uh, they have every right to defend themselves, their property, their, their well-being. And what we saw during these riots and looting and, and some of these civil unrests is precisely the exact reason mm-hmm. why a second amendment exists yeah. it wasn't the, the media didn't take the opportunity to go you know what we might have been wrong on this 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 civil unrest and people potentially being victimized has led us to understand more about why people have the right to defend themselves right they went 
check out these really tantalizing video images. All right. Yeah. Yeah, now we're on. Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. They didn't address the point. There was no crazy gun-wielding people. There were people just defending their home, and I I didn't hear it. Yeah, I didn't hear any point or perspective-driven home. Right. On that one. Yeah. And I think we probably could have better gun control in this country, but I'm not hearing any of those gun control advocates, even the, the very extreme ones, mm -hmm. that would actually be okay with banning guns entirely. Right. Those people haven't heard shit from them. Yeah. Sounds like hypocrisy to me. Mm -hmm. The Second Amendment's to defend ourselves, but it's to defend ourselves on multiple levels. Right. To defend ourselves from a bear that mm -hmm. doesn't know what the fuck's going on, but it's going to tear my face off. Uh, a man mm -hmm. who might try to kill me or, or encroach upon my rights. Uh, a group of men, yeah. right? And that group of men can continue all the way up to the biggest group of men, a tyrannical government. Yeah. They put that in there because they needed that right to literally gain their own independence. Mm -hmm. They needed muskets to fire against the British, period. Right. right. Now, we have the right to defend ourselves from small and large, mm -hmm. and that doesn't ever change. But you don't hear it explained that way or debated that way now. You hear it explained as, oh, well, they look at what the government has for, for military now. We couldn't even compare. I know. <laughs> That's the point, bro. Mm -hmm. But if the government does have a few people who are willing to fly these massive machines of death, I want my fellow Americans, law-abiding moral people, to have the biggest fucking arsenal of firepower they possibly can. Totally. Well, you, you guys got Tomahawk missiles you built with our money. Your incentive, not everybody. Sometimes you get gung-ho patriotic people that just want to join the military because they want to join the military. They think that's the right thing. They want to fight for their country. Then good okay. on them. Okay, good on them. That's your idea. So I get it. You're going to have a group of them that do that. But let's let's be honest. Primarily, most of the people that join the military do it because they're getting paid money. And I'll add to that. A lot of them are kids that don't have money. Do you and remember high school? Yeah. Recruiters. Yep. Recruiters. They go to high school, right? And they're, oh, you're a strapping young lad, right? You well, make it good, Well, man. guess what? If, 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 one, you don't have the grades or go back to the ghetto system, you don't have the money. Mm -hmm. what, what options? Okay, you can, you can work at a fast food restaurant. You can look for a sales job, maybe get some experience doing that, right? But it's going to be hard, right? We talk about that margin. Your margin of succeeding is, is really small. Yep. So what, what the government does is they go, signing bonus. We're going to give you thousands of dollars just for signing up, not doing anything, just for signing up. We're going to give you thousands of dollars. Then you're, we're going to give you this much money over this, this period of time. Okay. Now I'm going to say this as nice as I can. Okay. This is just, and this is more as a big, big picture. I'm looking at as a government and the people as a collective, I'm not individually attacking our military servicemen. Right. I understand the military is needed. For, for, for threats. But the way it's approached and it's it's giving you money, it's giving you money to to do a job. What what are mercenaries? What the, are mercenaries? The, the, I mean this is this is the truth. This it, is the way it is. It you're is. paid you're paid. You're paid to, to say yes. Yes. And take orders. Right? That's what mercenaries do. Oh, I'm gonna pay you for a job. Give me the money. 
I'm going to go do said job. Mm -hmm. That's a mercenary. So you get, you, you got a lot of people that, that, that joined the military because of this. And they have rules like that where, well, if you don't say yes to what your order is, we're locking you in prison. Mm -hmm. Now, when it gets to a point where there's civil unrest, those people are still people Mm -hmm. and numbers talk. When, when people inside the U.S. military, you get a big number that are like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I'm not doing it. And you get that collective and that military gets chunked off. Those are civilians. Yeah. So the military, yeah, we got warplanes. They got warplanes. All What are they going to drop that on all the people in the United States? Because no. you know what happens then? Yeah. Here comes Russia. Well, and that's the thing. The, <laughs> Here comes China. The, the government isn't in a place to do that. They, I think the government wants us to think that they are, but, but right, they're not. But right. Well, and that's what they do. It's kind of like a, a fear thing. People think that our government, our military is our government. Right. And it's military versus the people. We can't win. That's not true. That's right. not the case. We are the military. Right. Our, our, our civilians are the military. Unless you're a high up, this, it got it good in with the leaders, the one percenters. Okay, you can go ahead and be that guy, but you need soldiers. You need people to do what you need, what you're telling. You need gas. You, you need bullets. Yeah, you need those people, right? Yep. So, when I when I speak, even like if it got to a civil war type thing, people are like, "Well, we can't go against the government because we can't fight them. They've got too many guns. We're outmanned." Who's no. they? Who's they? It They're, ain't the government, right? The government. The, it's the our sons and daughters. Those people that have power are very few. Yep. They're small. Our military, for whatever reason, they got the military on board and they started martial law and they started wiping people out in our streets. Our defense system would be down. Yeah. I mean, you, you think, think you think you think Russia's not going to come on over? You yeah. think China's not going to come on over? We're not going to be a superpower. We're going to be taken over. Well, and furthermore, Americans uh Troops in 2020 with cell phones and communication devices, they're, yeah. not, they're not firing on American citizens. Yeah. If, if they do, it would be crushed so thoroughly by an American spring in an yeah. American response that there would be an immediate calamity within the mer- military and not, about not fighting. You, now you're directly going against the oath right. to right. protect the Constitution. Right. So there w- what would happen is there would be face-offs between armed people and military and there might be a few casualties Mm -hmm. but what you would have in mass is people of the military going look i swore an oath i'm supposed to uphold that oath if you ask me not to you're my enemy uh i can't i'm not firing on american citizens yeah so take me put me in jail well that's what'll happen yeah well and that what what put them in jail how many people how many they're not they, they won't be able to and then you don't have that's what I'm saying. The po- people don't realize the power of numbers. Right. They don't realize it. The, the they, power is from fear at this point. Right. And a lot of people are afraid because they look at it as A and B. They got guns. They got bombs. We don't. They think the people of us in the house, but a lot of people don't realize, man, like a lot of these people that work for the government are citizens. And a lot of them now are smarter. Like I said, I've talked to people that are in the military. They're like, dude, this is, it's full of shit. The yeah. whole fucking system is fucking stupid. They know they know that there's honor within the brotherhood and the sisterhood of the military, mm-hmm. but not within the people that run the military. Right. The chain of command goes up to suits that would never fight. That that they don't talk to or ever see. Right. They they'll never have. 
that we don't live in a, a an age of Washington where he's freezing to death with his men. Right. Chattering his fucking wooden teeth. We don't we don't live in an age where people lead from the front. They lead from the rear. Oh yeah. They hide in the bunker. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's a it's a joke to see uh, people conduct themselves this way, but uh, the in terms of civil unrest, I think the world is collectively getting tired too. Yeah, yeah. I, I they're agree. they're getting tired. They're like, okay, something's not right. Mm-hmm. The people are supposed to get along, and this is who the fuck has a problem with unity. And did you notice the closet racism that just flew out of that closet? Yeah. You would think that if some man was pinned down and crushed to death by three cops, the racists wouldn't fly out of the woodwork. Right. But they did. Mm-hmm. And because of all of the civil unrest, because of the, the protesting and the looting, the, the, the kind of pseudo-closet racists that I knew became full-on. Yeah. And they were like, oh, white lives matter too, and all lives matter. And I'm like, and then they started saying stupid shit. Yeah. Like, one of these guys um, that has worked in our gym before, employed black employees, uh, says some shit and tweets some, some shit to Kirk Ferentz, the Iowa football coach. Yeah. And said some shit like, maybe if you don't have dark kids on your team and you have lighter kids you won't have these problems or some shit like that he's a business owner yeah the fuck are you doing like if now is when you want your prejudice to come out right now with all this all of this tension and shit now you're gonna oust yourself is having these prejudices like right you're who are these people (laughs) what of all the times you're trying to justify it after this dude videotape gets out of this dude getting crushed to death mm-hmm. and let's not pretend like this hasn't been in the water for a long time yeah long long time it goes back a long time a lot longer than colin kaepernick yeah. who was just recently torn to pieces in the media for years and years and years because he kneeled during the national anthem yeah even though the whole time he was kneeling for the very subject that has torn america into pieces mm-hmm. and now everybody's like oh we're dumb yeah well not everybody well do you remember even trump Trump was all against Kaepernick. Yeah. All against him. Yeah. Like, oh man, yeah. Throw him out. Never let him play again. You see what he he said recently? What? He, you guys should let him back in. Let him back in. And I'm like, I think that's a popular. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, it hasn't even been that long. You know, with the internet, people are gonna go back on your tweets, and they're just gonna fucking shred you. Dude, he don't care. Trump, Trump don't care. If he makes some, a couple good moves right and he comes out with the presidency, he's still he's he's, he's right, winning. He's right. winning. But it's just it's fucking crazy, man, because it's it's right there, it's right in, in front of your eyes. And he with the Kaepernick thing, when it was going down, had no fucking problem with it. Totally got it. Didn't think it was that big of a deal. I didn't either. I'm like, <laughs> you've got people like uh, Philando Castillo getting shot when he has a a firearm. He has he's a legal carrier. Yeah. He's sitting in the... He just gets shot. just gets murdered. Yeah. By a, a trigger-happy uh, police officer that was afraid of everything, yeah. apparently. Yeah. And I'm just like, you're surprised now? Right. From this one? Right. 
Now you want to start talking about all lives matter. Now you want to talk about blue lives matter. We get it, but you don't. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get that, like, you don't get, you don't even literally get your, your place of privilege. You can't right, see it. Right, right, right. Uh, I wanted to share this little, you know, people talk about privilege, and I think that prejudice people go, that's not a real thing. Like, they have some simplistic form of thinking. Like, the simplicity is, it's America. Yeah, you it's America. Do... We've had a black president. And then the, you'll get this too from prejudiced people sometimes. They'll say, uh, well, slavery's been over for a long time. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's, slavery was the end of this shit? Right. I, I must not be clear on what I've learned. Right, right. Well, and that's the thing. you got a, a bunch of these all live matter people doing this too where they're posting. Yeah, all the black people alive today, all the young black people, you were never slaves. Your your mom and dad weren't slaves. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, this is true, I guess. Right, but like, but we're all slaves, really. That okay. The irony in it, yeah. Right. We are all slaves. Right. right? We're all slaves. But even even. What and disclaimer. It, what hold on, it, disclaimer to the the radical person who's like, you don't. You're not slaves. You don't know it. Fuck you. We know what you're saying. We're economic slaves. Mm-hmm. You don't know what we're saying. Be gone. So, and granted, even in the time frame, slavery wasn't that long ago. No shit. <laughs> it, it was wasn't. like not that many generations right, ago. Right, right. You wasn't. can't, like, we were talking about this generational shit, right? Yeah. Of not having fathers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we're only, what, three? Yeah. Three generations removed from slavery. Yeah. Which, in the, the scheme of things... Nothing. Nothing. That's recent. But people are like, oh, slavery ended hundreds of years ago. Come on. Yeah. That's, the, that's another bullshit surface thing. Yeah. You're trying to slap well, a Band-Aid on it. Well, and here... And, and this is the other thing. You know, even the Black Lives Matter, they talk about slavery. And they, okay, so once again, shoes that we can't... We can't be in. We've never been there. Can't understand it, right? There's nothing wrong. With us not understanding what it's like to be a slave, right? Like, don't don't think, oh, damn, I wish I would be a slave. But that shit was terrible. And understand, they have some merit coming from what, where, what they're saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. have merit. And is it going to hurt you? Is it going to hurt you if they go, go out and say Black Lives Matter? Uh. Is that going to affect your white privilege? No! It ain't going to affect you at all. It comes back to what you said, attention, because they're, because these, these white people, which is funny because the irony is, like you said, they're closet prejudice, right? They, they don't want attention this whole fucking time. Now they want attention. They want to start a fight for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. And they, they're causing a rift. They, like I said, it's, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame because they try to hide their prejudice with all lives matter. It should be white lives matter. If you're going to be a racist, just come out and fucking say it. Yeah. Because all lives matter, you're saying white lives matter. Correct. And that's that's why I wanted to give some – because when I used that term years ago, I was referring more on a global political scale. I was talking Middle East. We're dropping bombs on kids. You don't see people standing up and fighting for that, right? Mm-hmm. But then when, when I kind of found out where it was going and I'm like, oh my god. This is all white people saying all lives matter. They're they're cl- they're trying to hide the all lives matter. They don't give a shit about they're, all. They're lives. piggybacking. Yeah, they're piggybacking. They're piggybacking. 
they're what going, that means is white lives matter. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're, they're, they're taking it and going, oh, see, I actually care about all people. No, not as much. Yeah. You, you, you care about being seen as right right now. In, right. in holding your judgment over people that you can't even fucking identify with. Right. That's right. what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. But you can't identify it. Right. It's like, I don't know if it, I can even hold you at fault because you literally can't even tell what privilege is. Right. You can't right. identify what it is. Like, there's a, a time I was talking to somebody about this long ago in my less responsible days. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a guy that trained with us, black dude, and. I was like, hey, you want to go to Iowa City with us? Courtney and so-and-so are going out and we're going to grab a train. Mm -hmm. And I brought up that they were not yet 21, but they knew somebody at the bar and were going to drink anyway. And I was their DD. I was not going to have anything to drink, et cetera, et cetera. And this dude goes, dude, I'm not going to Iowa City with you. And I'm like, why? What's the problem? Like, we're just hanging out. Like, we won't drink or anything. He's like, dude, Iowa City, black dude in the car. You're going to get pulled over. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, come on. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. like, no, I'm dead serious, man. If we're out that late and there's a car full of people and you got a black dude in the car, you're going to get pulled over. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. I don't. But, you know, that's cool. So I end up going with another friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, the girls got fakes. They go to the bar. They drink as promised. They get a little tipsy. We're getting ready to roll out. We do. I'm sober. In the dash of my car is a one for people that don't know what a one is, one hitter. It's, it's a one-hitter. It's, it's full of cannabis. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even tell you if this was my, mine or my friend's at the time. and uh, But it was there. Now, I'm rolling out and I'm driving safely because I'm not under the influence of anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I have expired tags or something. And the cherries fire. Yeah. Sure as shit. Right when we pull out, they fire. Cop pulls us over. I have two underage girls in the back. They're intoxicated. Yeah. I have a one-hitter box full of cannabis sitting in my dashboard, literally right in front of them. Mm-hmm. Right? And they can't tell what it is because it's like smooth and it looks like it could be a tool or something. Right, but right, it's, right. It's there. And they come up and they ask us what's going on. And before they got up there, I told the girls, you know, it's two beautiful blonde young women. Like, don't give them fake bullshit. Give them your real ID cards. They'll get it. They'll understand you're old enough. Yeah. So we have that conversation and they give them the real ones and they go back and come back and start questioning. You got it. You ladies had anything to drink? We're like, yep. Um, you know, I'm the DD tonight. I haven't had anything to drink. I'll blow. Everything's cool. He's like, uh, okay, well, I'm going to go check you out real quick. Comes back five minutes, maybe. Yeah. He, he barely looked up anything at all. I don't think he even fucking checked anything. Right, right. Comes back. All right, ladies. Just give it one more week. One more week before you hit the bars again. Have a good night. Thanks for driving him safe, sir. Mm-hmm. Walks away. There's a black dude in that car. Whole fucking car gets searched. Oh, yeah. Girls yeah, yeah. go to jail. I go to jail. Uh, we're charged with drug possession. And that was it. And I knew it. Right mm-hmm. when those cops rolled away, I was like, that was privilege that's white privilege and this has happened to me things like this have happened numerous numerous times Mm -hmm. where i felt like the people that i was around or associated with could get me in trouble Mm -hmm. but because we got pulled over and we were white and we played this normal white guy card Mm -hmm. oh go ahead take off well even um 
even Biggie. So I got a story. Even Biggie. Yeah. Who's uh, moving here? He gets here Sunday. Actually. Mike Biggie Hodes. Biggie Hodes is gonna be a part of the team. And that's a garage. He he was driving with Brent. They were actually coming up to see me. Yeah. Um, in Milwaukee, him and Spud. I remember hearing about that. And uh, Spud Spud was driving, and Biggie was. Uh, I think Biggie and Wes were in there, but Biggie was in the the passenger side. And there was a cop behind him, and Spud realized it. And uh, Biggie's like, ah, oh, we're about to get pulled over. And Spud's like, no, man, we're good. He's like, dude, I'm a black dude. Like, we're getting pulled over. Literally, after he said it, bam, got pulled over. I've been pulled over with Biggie once before, too. And it very, it was Biggie and Emmanuel, I think. So Hispanic, right? We had all three. They pulled us over, and they, they made us wait for a fucking minute. They were, they were doing the background checks. They were doing it. So, um, and this is, like I said, I can't come from a perspective where I know the full fucking, right. the full gist of it. A lifetime of it. A lifetime of it. And, mm-hmm. and here's the thing, whether it's police brutality, that still even little things like that will build up. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you're being treated different from someone else and you, obviously it's going to piss you. It would piss me off. If I feel like I was getting, uh, I had a prejudice against me for whatever reason, and someone was getting off with something that I literally did the same thing, it would piss me off, you know? So once again, putting yourself in someone else's shoes, it doesn't have to be life and death all the time, but you got to think little shit like that. Yeah. Like through your entire life, that's going to piss you off. That's going to give you a reason to speak up and say something, Yeah. you know? Um, well, it's a hu- this is a human rights issue. Yeah, yeah. But, how are you going to tell a person in their lifetime that they don't get to lead the same type of life opportunity that their kids aren't going to have? We're supposed to be way past that by now. Yeah. this We're supposed to be past the age of that happening where all kids have the same opportunities right. of education. Why, why were we promised what we were promised about the internet and the technological age and it's delivered us the opposite? Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense to me. You have... Uh, People still arguing about parties, still arguing about partisan politics, kids still being abandoned left mm-hmm. and right. Um, you have this this system of uh, fatherless children and, and criminals that people profit from. Yeah. It's like the, the pervasity of how deep and corrupt our state is, is mind-numbing. But there are people right now that have been born into poverty. Because they were born into poverty with no economy, they succumbed to a life of crime, which was the inherent way to make money yeah. in, a time, in a place of poverty. Mm-hmm. They go to jail, and now they're, industri- they're institutionalized. And in this institution, this institution which is privatized, mm-hmm. it makes money to exist. Yeah. Uh, it works with multiple companies like the company that I used to work for, Airmark. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it hires prison labor and pays them pennies on the dollar to produce mats and towels and, and clothing that they then inflate to ridiculously high prices to, to mom and pop shops across the country. And their national accounts, uh, the national accounts that they harbor have all this preferred pricing. So the Walmarts, all these people, these huge conglomerates, they get shit super cheap at the cheapest available rate that Aramark provides. Yeah. But the mom and pop shops get consistently fucked uh, and get price increased right under their noses because their attendant signs off on the bill and doesn't even think about it. And the district managers that I worked for, oh, we'll just put a price increase in. Oh, we'll just put a price increase in. So this is money laundering. Then. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the the money laundering business, the business that Aramark does, laundering, it, that started with the mob. And yeah. it seems like we're still in kind of the same type of situation. For sure. Right now. Yeah. And it goes deeper than this. It's not organized crime. These these prisoners are making pennies on the dollar, right? Mm-hmm. Think about inflation for one second. Right. And then think about it. Then think about pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. What does pennies on the dollars really mean? Then it doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah. So you have them making this material that then is upsold in a huge, huge markup. You're getting the cheapest material. You're getting the cheapest labor. Then you're marking it up a huge amount. Sounds like slavery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like organized slavery, but now it's not a slavery uh, that's against the melanin content in your skin. It's a slavery based on where you grow up economically. Yeah. And so if you are some inbred white hilly, hillbilly meth head motherfucker, you're probably going to end up in the joint at some point. Doing the same thing. Yep. And, and mixing it up with career criminals and probably furthering your criminal record or your history. Yeah. But the point is you're going to be working in there for some company who makes millions or billions of dollars a year and you make pennies, pennies. on the dollar. Yeah. While in the while the money that you'll make in a year won't be what the, the average person makes in terms of what uh, they could make with inflation, let's say. Yeah. You'll you'll make what may be in prison, I don't even know, but you'll probably make if things are really good, what somebody would get as an inflation increase at the end of the year. Right. 500 bucks. Yeah. You know, maybe a couple thousand after years. I don't know how it works. Right. But you're a slave. Yeah. You're an indentured servant and you're making such a small fractional amount of money. When do you become a slave? Right. At what point? Right. Do I. Is it it slavery? Is it 50% taxes if I'm a free individual? Or is it 98% of my income if I'm an indentured servant in the prison industry? Yeah. Because it's an industry now. Yeah. And uh, you can see, you watch documentaries like the uh, 13th or 13, and you see the rise of of, uh, criminal acts in the rise of privatized prison. And a lot of these criminal acts are victimless crimes like drug possession. Right. You're enslaving people. You're enslaving people based on what choices they choose to make. make. And then you're trying to guilt them under the guise of uh, living in a free country. This isn't a free country. No. This, this is actually one of the less free countries, yeah. I think, actually. Yep. Um, that's not to say and confuse it with opportunity. Tons of opportunity mm-hmm. here because all the attention is on the Western world. But um, freedom, liberty. Yeah. Uh, I, I completely abandoned this principle when I drove to Canada and bought cannabis mm-hmm. and went and smoked it on my own leisure and didn't drink and didn't become a caustic, horrible asshole person. And I did it legally. And then when I came home, I was a f- criminal. You are a criminal. As soon as you, yep. I'm a, I'm a criminal. I'm in Canada smoking herb yep. in, the, in the fucking wilderness or some shit. Mm-hmm. Right? And just cooking food and just talking to people and having a good time. And then two days later in my own city, I'm a criminal. You're a criminal. Yep. And get I, locked up for and, it. And I, and I could get locked up for it. And you know what people go? Well, we, we probably wouldn't lock you up. Well, I don't want to ruin my whole fucking right. life that over be this something either. I have to worry. I about shouldn't have to live my in life free, in fear of exactly in a free country. And 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 that's when it kind of I went, wow, Canada, huh? And and in Colorado, huh? And mm-hmm. now Illinois, huh? And now we live in Iowa, and cannabis is still illegal here. So you can go to many many other states in our present union that have been progressive enough to go, hey, people smoke it. 
you know, policing this is a waste of money and resources. I was still after it. Mm-hmm. And there are still police officers in Iowa that are going to be more likely to pull over a minority, uh, specifically a black man. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to be more likely, uh, unlike the, the experience I had with those two very friendly officers, uh, to be searched. Mm-hmm. And when they're searched, they can make the same choices that I, a white man, made yep. on that night. And then and they can go to jail for it. And yep. I won't. And that's privilege. Yeah, and most people don't get it because they never understand the perspective. They never put themselves in the shoes. Mm-hmm. They never know people. How about, the, how about the people that have to preface things by going, I have a black friend. That, that told cliche, oh, yeah. I've got black friends. Right. No, you got friends. You either got friends or you have acquaintances that you like to call friends because it's a politically easy thing for you to say. Right, right. But I have friends. That's all I got. Right. And you, you hear him say shit like that or one of my favorite ones, I was talking to this guy from the gas station. I know you've heard this. I'm not racist, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you're, if you mean you don't have an inherent hatred just because of melanin, I believe you probably, but you're prejudiced. Right, right. You definitely right. have prejudice. You're saying, you're setting that... So I'm not racist, but... But... You, almost always there's some latent racism that comes after I'm not racist. Yeah, but. yeah. And I hear that I'm not racist, but I think that with this and that, and then they say some prejudice shit, and you're like, oh, okay, not well, racist. Well, huh? there's a... There's a funny episode of... Uh, South Park and South Park usually hits it. You know, I was talking about the alien, but, uh, they're, you know, the, the, the joke in it is token. His name's token. He's the one black character. Yeah. And I, I think they made this episode after, um, I think one of these police brutalities or injustices that were done and, uh, buddy, his buddy Stan, right. Who's white. Somehow, something I think his dad was was all for this injustice that happened, something like that. And uh, Token, without even really bringing it to his attention or, or showing anything towards Stan, Stan felt like he needed to show him something. Like, he's not racist. My dad's racist, but I'm not racist. And it kind of did the same thing. Like, oh, you're my friend. You're my black friend. You know, yeah, this, that, and the other, and going down the line. I think I've seen this. Actually. By the end of the episode, he's like, "I get it, token. I get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. It's, it's, it's one of the. What I took from it was saying the the black friend thing. You're implying you know what it's like to be black, right? Right. And you even, you even, you know, you have a lot of black people. They get mad at those people because it because they know they're like. Okay, you got a black friend. You're not black. <laughs> you yeah. don't you don't go through right. what it's like to to be black, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought that episode was funny because at the end he's he's tried to spend this whole episode showing him how he's not racist and he's you know this that and the other, and then at the end he's just like I don't understand. I don't understand. There's got to be certain things you don't understand. That doesn't mean I you can sympathize for the person. But don't get mad at the person or, or, or you judge know. them. Right, right. Or marginalize them. Exactly. You know, and that's kind of, I feel like that's where a lot, yeah, you, like you said, prejudice, not, not racist. But, yeah. But prejudice. Yep. Right. And I think that's where a lot of it comes. And I think that's where, you know, a lot of these people get their, themselves in trouble, you know, when they, oh, I got black friends. So I know what it's like. No, 
no, it's a completely different thing. And hey, they've been through shit you haven't been. Let them fight for that. Let them fight for that. Help them fight for that. Help right. them fight for that. Help help their if you're their friend. Right. Ride with them. If you're if you're their yeah. friend, you will support their causes and the causes of people that they identify with because you're their friend. Right. And even if even if you won't if you don't necessarily this is where like the activism comes into question. Yeah. The the only thing that I have um or I concern myself with movements mm-hmm. is what I talked about earlier, how quickly they can be skewed. Right. How right. quickly they can be infiltrated by people that have no real true intention of the original intention. Right. That happens all the time. Yeah. So way back in the day when there's this, uh, and I say that, I mean, months ago when people started saying all lives matter, there were people that I do believe were trying to put this intention out there. Hey, that this, this world's a different world now and we need to be thinking more on a global conscious. Right. But now it has been, a, like you said, it's become a counter movement. Right. And the, the people that have kind of assumed control over pumping out this all lives matter hashtag, they are very simple and dumb and, and very much like, oh, the reason that it's not fair. That's basically their arguments. It's right. not fair because I didn't have anything to do with racism. You don't get it. Right, right. Just sit down, go have a Shut beer, the chill off. the fuck out. We got this. The future generations got this. Like, like, like I said, if you're not racist, how is it affecting you? The only way it would affect you is if you're racist or you have some prejudice towards them saying black lives matter. That if, if you have an issue with that, then you are prejudiced in some way. If you feel like you're not getting enough attention. If you watch a video of a dude being crushed to death again, And right after you watch this video of this guy pleading for his life, regardless of who he is, there are people trying to demonize him now. Okay, so, okay. Right? But but let's let's say that. You watch this man be tortured. Uh, You watch him face cruel and unusual punishment. Right. Which is against everything that our country is supposed to stand for. Mm -hmm. And then right after you see this man die and you see this kind of narcissistic sociopathic cop on top of him. Yeah. You turn, you turn it to a new page and it says black lives matter. If you got a problem with that, there's probably something wrong with you. Yeah. If you, if your first thought in that in seeing that is, well, lives white light, you, then there's something you're not picking up here. There's a prejudice. There's right. Your, your first thought after seeing a black man, tortured and murdered is protecting the sovereignty of your own quote unquote race or whatever. Right. Your values are totally skewed from what I expect out of a globally minded individual, a, a, a good human being. If, if you watch that man die and then you hear black lives matter and what you get out of it is some confrontationary statement where you feel a need to judge these people for defending themselves from what you just saw, right. then you're fucking blind. Well, Willfully he, ignorant. To go back, I'm glad you touched on that, about the wrongdoings that he did, right? What I thought was funny about this is this came out This came out after. Okay, he had drug possession charges, and when he, was, when he died, he was uh, on meth mm-hmm. or whatever. Okay, so this goes back to drug. Meth is a fucked up drug. 
Not saying it's not, right? But it was his choice. They tried to turn it. They tried to turn it into he could have easily, he could have easily gotten into a car and drove high on meth and killed your daughter. I go, okay. But he was detained by the cops. Right. So he could have been arrested living and not driven off and yeah. killed your daughter. The, the, the point is that has nothing to do with the intent of what the cop did. No. And the cops, cops, the reason cops are getting flopped, flat for this you can't do that shit there there's 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 a system you go by you can't just kill people everybody whether guilty or 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 not they they go through the court system that's some that's our law that's our justice system so he wasn't given that whether he could be the biggest piece piece of shit in the world right doesn't matter regardless it doesn't matter that doesn't give the cop the right to kill the guy because right. that's not a just system. No. It's very simple. If you don't have a just system, you don't have justice. In this example, you have a cop who's not even making a bad call. He's just a sadist. He's right. just ignoring the pleas and the obvious. Or I don't know what it is, but it, he deserves what he gets. Yeah. And society deserves what they get from this. And sadly, police officers have to deal with blowback violence because of shit like this, because of sh pieces of shit like, like him. him. Well, and this is what they need. To, this is what the police unions and the police brotherhood, uh, the fraternity or sorority or whatever, both, if you will, they need to understand this. If you don't, if you don't single that guy out mm -hmm. and make an example out of that guy, you're in danger because of that guy. Yeah. And you need to call him fucking out on that because you know as a logical person, as a law enforcement officer, that shit comes back. That energy comes back at some point in time. And if you have cops going out here and continuously victimizing people or brutalizing people, regardless of whatever their excuse is, that shit's going to come back from the people. Don't be surprised when it does. Right. Right. You know, and, and take accountability for it so that when these two police officers that got shot in the face – in New York, after Eric Garner's death, somebody just walked up and executed these two cops, had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. Is that original cop that fucked up held accountable for that? How does he feel about that? You helped do that. Yeah. They said the reason for doing this was this one specific case. So your inability to literally be the bigger man in this case yeah. led to two of your brothers being murdered. Take some fucking ownership of that. Yeah. Don't blame everything on the scourge that society. You're supposed to be better than that. Right. You right. know, but that's well, that's not what we're seeing. Well, and that's, you know, that's a, getting more in depth with even law enforcement. The shit, this, the, the people that are in law enforcement, like the, that shit ain't no joke. Right. Like I said, even more you're going to be held. Even now, you're going to be held even more accountable. Yep. Like if you don't go by the book and shit's not perfectly fucking clean and any corruption or any deaths or anything like that happened microscope like you're gonna get a fucking blowback and this is this is another thing our uh, problem with i think our justice system there's what what does it require to be a cop a high school diploma 16 weeks 16 weeks and a high school diploma to learn to learn rules of 70 not battle tested you know Physic physically fit, they, they got certain guidelines, but it's kind of like the army, right? In the army or the military, you don't, they're not super soldiers. 
No. Everything's technological now. They give you a gun. If you can shoot, you can kill somebody. Yep. That's all they need. So hand to even combatants, right? The combat they don't spend enough money on combatants. No. On hand to hand combat. Police, it should be required even more. In war, I get it. It's a numbers game. In war, it's a numbers game. The technology's up there. We got bombs, we got artillery, we got we got more profound, higher power weapons, right? Yes. Cops, you're on the street. You have to deal with people face to face. I saw a video, and I'm completely against the culprit that did it. The 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 got the suspect. The perpetrator. Yeah, the perpetrator. But I posted this video, and I don't know if you saw this video. This one guy, not a big guy, he may have been high on some crack or whatever the fuck it was, right? Whatever he was getting pulled over for. Gets pulled over by a cops. The cops got the dash cam on. Cops go over. They got this guy bent towards the car. They're putting cuffs on him. The guy resists, and he starts wrestling with him, right? The cops get this guy to the ground, right? He's on his belly, flattened out. Cops wailing away on him, right? And I don't, I don't blame him. The guy's resisting. He's being violent, right? So he's trying to subdue him. This guy somehow gets up, knocks the two cops over. Like, they, they fall over. They get tripped up. They fall over. Two cops. Two people on a guy. The power of Christ compels right. him. This guy just gets up, has the time to run all the way around his car to his, his driver's seat window, pulls out a gun, shoots both of them. So one of the cops gets hit. You see him fall. I think he crawls to the squad car to get behind it. The other guy shoots at him, but the guy's behind the car. And I don't think the cop hit him. And the cop was distraught because he was already on the ground. The cop gets shot in the chest and he rolls over like one of those metal railings, a median, right? The guy gets in his car and gets away. Now, Jesus. Th- this is what, you deal with shit like that. So let's say you are dealing with crackheads, meth addicts who get an insane burst of energy. You should know what the fuck you're doing. If, if, if someone attacks you close quarters, one, for your safety, you can't pull a gun. They can pull a gun. They can grab your gun from you. Yep. You should be able to subdue somebody unless you're going against a fucking mixed martial arts. Right. right? Which you won't. Which you won't. But if, if you're dealing with some average Joe, even if he's a strong dude, you should be able to subdue him. Right. That would have been completely avoided. The guy was completely guilty of the crime, obviously shot two cops and yep. drove away. But that would have never been. It would have never escalated to that point if they knew what they were doing on the ground. Right, and we've talked about that. We've <clears throat> we've instituted this program trying to get law enforcement officers, inner city kids, in here, and it's wor- it's working actually really well. The officers that have came in have been really receptive because they know. Yeah. Uh, one of them has an experienced background in martial arts, so he's already he was already bought in before he already knew the deal. But to your point, you're absolutely right. If there's anybody that knows rudimentary wrestling, jujitsu, and striking, in any walk of life, anywhere yeah. in America, it's the American police officer. Yeah. It's the American law enforcer. If there's anybody that should be highly trained outside of a mixed martial arts realm to a high degree, it's the fucking police. Right. The military, as you said, they, they have all of the technology at their disposal. They have unmanned drones. Police have day-to-day one-on-one contact with all kinds of people physically restraining people all of the time if anybody should be required to come to our gym and take classes 
It's the Cedar Rapids Police Department. But what I was told when I inquired to the chief, told by the chief, is they have a no gratuity uh, policy, which means they can't take free services. And so he referred me to somebody else. And I'm sitting here going, well, you're obviously not bought in on my idea. Yeah. Because if you were, you might suggest that the city pay for it. Right. But and, And I'm certainly willing to bark up that tree and explain to you why it is a good idea. But you're not a believer yet. You, you, you're trying to turn away a, a free community service. When I see police officers in this city sucking down free coffee and donuts, I never say shit about it. Yeah. That's anti-gratuity policy, right? That's mm-hmm. the guarantee that when that person gets pulled over, they don't get a warning instead of a ticket. But when I come to the city and I say, hey, I have a skill set. I have a certain set of skills. <laughs> and I want to give them to your officers for free. To keep the members of my community safer and to keep you safer while you're on the job. Because just as an FYI, I just went on a ride along with one of your officers, my students. Mm-hmm. And it, I stand by what I said and that I would never do that job. So I commend you for what you do, but I, I do have some very high expectations if I'm giving my condemnation style. Yes. I expect you to be able to handle your shit. I expect you to be an expert in hand-to-hand combat to a specific degree. You don't have to be some crazy mystical black belt. Right. But you need to know some basic sweeps and how to do shit with proficiency against somebody who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Exactly. Well, and and on top of it, even with what's what's going on right now, cops are being videotaped. They're being looked at. Yeah, I know. Constantly. I'm getting tagged in shit. Yeah, constantly. Even more now than ever. So when you have a cop... And this isn't not even against the cop. You get a cop who's afraid because they don't know what they're doing when some big dude is throwing heat at them or throwing them around the ground. What are they going to do? They're draw. They're going to draw. They're going to pull their gun. They're going to shoot without hesitation. Now I get it. You're the the heat of the moment. You're getting attacked. You're thinking worst case scenario. If this guy knocks me out or something, I could. That could be it. I well, and that's what they're trained to think. They're right. trained to think this, and they're that, and they say this all the time. Hey, look, if I lose consciousness or something, and they get my arm, that could be the end of my life. Yeah. Again. A reason why. Right. You should know what the fuck you're doing and have confidence in doing it. And not be. And and we have this feedback. This is this is what makes me fucking blue in the face about this shit, bro. I've had recent feedback from a police officer going, look. Here's all, this is all anybody needs to know out of the testimonial that he gave to me. I was less likely to draw my firearm because I was confident in my ability to control the suspect. Right. That's all you need to know that that police officer said to me. Well, and we, I know, we both know a police officer. Multiple. Who fought. Yeah. Right. Who would tell us stories. Right. And he, he, he's told me stories where in, in that, that predicament that he was in, any other cop would have drawn their gun. Yeah, he didn't need to. He didn't need to. Right. You know? So, and, you know, and this is what's, like, I get for the cop's safety, they got their gun there, and they shouldn't have to question what they do when their life is in the balance. But when you get people that are confident and and confident, like I said, about how to defend themselves, like I said, they're in the light right now. So you guys have it hard. You have it hard because 
even if you draw a weapon and shoot somebody, even if you were in the right, you're, you're going to have a lot of people that are looking at you like you're in the wrong. Mm-hmm. So especially now more than ever, I think hand-to-hand combat is one of the most important things that, that cops need to take advantage of. Yeah, and I, I do too, and that's why I tried putting this program out there. And we've had some police officers and law enforcement take advantage of it, but it was so ironic. I've been a hater, a government hater for so many years, all of them, really. Right. And then I come up and I try to offer services for free Yeah. to members of, of my own city, my, my own civil servants, and I'm told essentially that they're going to politely refuse because they can't take free stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of insulting. It's like, look, insinuate some desire to come together with me and to work on this because I'm coming from a place of love for my community. Right. Right. And, and put the offer out there, or the idea out there and meet me in the middle that we maybe will be able to fund this thing. Even if it's some bureaucratic bullshit move we have to do, like have them pay a dollar. Right. But you're not suggesting that. You're just kind of pushing me off pushing and stuff, off. which to me, from where we're coming from, to me, that seems like an ego thing. Mm-hmm. That seems like a, a, a somebody who doesn't want to take ownership for it and goes, we got this under control. Exactly. We have, we have this under control. We appreciate your help, but we don't need your help. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. That's your ego talking again. Well, and, and, and just like even the military, you know, and I've heard inside the military, a lot of these guys think they're tough. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Now, because you're saying back. mentally you're not tough in the military, you got to do some crazy ass shit. Shit that I, on record, I I I don't want to kill people. Yeah. I, I regardless of what they're doing is is wrong or whatever in in battle of between country and country, I I think that would fuck me up, mm-hmm. killing somebody. I don't have the mind to do that. Right. That's me saying that. All right, so it takes a certain type of fortitude if you can if you can do that and you can live your life. That's that's a toughness that that I'll never know, right? But you deal with someone who's a big dude who is cracked out, messed out, yeah. and he knows how to throw his weight around. Yeah, you might be in that. You might need be you need more combatives. Yeah, you need more than combatives. What they don't understand is like you're talking about one one shot to the head with a brick and you're you're done. Right. A big 280-pound yoked up dude who's really motivated and thinks he might be going to jail for life will kill the shit yeah, out of you. He'll kill you. And you have guys that will train something like jiu-jitsu for years and years and years and cross-train with striking, and they neutralize that subject. And then you have other guys that they see that subject and they know what that subject means and what that subject is. It is mortality. It is my mm-hmm. potential death. And they pull their gun and they waste that guy. Yeah. Didn't need to happen. Um, there was a, a female officer, a video I saw that one of our buddies, Ernie from CVO posted, and she was t- audibly pleading with this guy to drop his knife. And he was walking around, chasing around this truck with his knife. I don't know what he's mad about, but he's talking about, I'm going to slit your throat, bitch. And like threatening to kill this officer. Yeah. She's arguably probably letting him get too close. But she keeps backing away, drop the knife, drop the knife. She gives him time and time. She goes around the car once or twice. And he finally lunges at her and she puts one in his chest. And I think he survived. But I looked at that. I'm like, that's so fucking impressive. Yeah. This woman is terrified. This guy's talking about how he's going to cut her throat. There's something wrong with him. 
And she staves off and staves off and staves off and staves off until the very last moment when she knows he's actually committing to a strike. Yeah. Then she shoots him. Right. So many men I've seen behind that badge and gun, they, they don't get half that far. Yeah. They, they don't even, as soon as you aggress, they shoot you. Right. And right. it's like, look, you, you can whine about whatever you want to whine. I know your job is difficult. It does not give you a license to kill. Yeah, right. Right. It, it, you're, you're, again, you're with, you're upheld to a certain standard and that standard is not bitching out at the, at the sign of a large guy that you're afraid of and shooting him. Mm-hmm. Learn how to deal with that large guy. And if you can't learn how to deal with a large guy, law enforcement, maybe not your Should gig. Be your thing. Right. Well, and speaking of videos, I saw a video of a, a female police officer too. And she didn't do anything wrong, but just the severity of the situation. There's a traffic stop. I think the dude, the dude was like, I'm telling you, he's like 280, gigantic dude. He had like, I think he had two of his kids in his car, but obviously he was wanted for some shit. I think I know what you're talking about. And he he beat the shit laid, out of her. He laid her the fuck out. Yeah. Like knocked, knocked her out her cold. cold, hit her head on the concrete and drove away. Yeah. You know, um. She so almost I, died, right? Yeah. Yeah. Big old dude. Big yeah. old dude. So, and like I said, especially being in law enforcement, you're gonna, not every day. But your, your job is to get in between conflicts. Right. You're gonna, there's gonna be a day. Yep. You're gonna run into somebody who's crazy, big, you know, that can do some fucking damage. So that's why, you know, even shit, if I was a cop, even if I was a cop and I wasn't a martial artist, I would want to know what the fuck I'm doing right. when it came to shit like that. Because like I said, too, on the other side, of that, not even the, the pull and shoot thing. If you're arresting somebody and they're close and they break away, right, and you're in close proximity, you don't have time to pull for a gun. You right. gotta know what the fuck you're doing. Right. You gotta defend yourself, get away to even draw your gun. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I, I, it's, it seems so easy because for the last ten years, there's been a lot of feedback from law enforcement mm-hmm. about how beneficial martial arts has been. Mm-hmm. improved training increased training has been all this information's out there yeah but it almost seems as if this this uh fraternity is so tight that it doesn't want to admit any wrongdoing it doesn't want it like i said like you said admit that they're out of control mm-hmm. and so there's this huge resistance to it but there was not a huge resistance to the militarization of the police over the last 20 years mm-hmm. there wasn't a resistance to military vehicles being made available to local police departments and them taking them right to use and in things like no knock raids where people are losing their life and they have nothing to do with it yeah um that to me points at again the same culprit that we always deal with the ego Mm -hmm. the the validation the man that wants to be the big man on campus that wants to impose his control over somebody else because he has no control over himself oftentimes Mm -hmm. and you you have these guys in in the police force that went from Mayberry and Andy Griffith and trying to be good old fashioned law peace officers and upstanding morals to guys that resemble military SWAT personnel right? or, or military SEALs or some shit like special forces all blacked out. Very, very, what do you think that's, what kind of message do you think that sends to people? Right. Do you, do they, do you, think that people are going to look at you all swatted up with shields and batons clacking whack whack and think you're buddies with them right or think you're nice people or think that you're an officer of peace right you look like an officer of war Mm -hmm. 
That's what the play you're. That's the role you're trying to play in this thing. Yeah. And so you have protesters in Cedar Rapids that let the police know what they're doing. The police go, okay, well, we're gonna actually participate in this and you know do our part in the community, and they section off the streets and they do all the shit. And then in other cities, and by the way, if anybody's listening, look up Cedar Rapids. We did it the way everybody's supposed to do it. Yeah. Nobody paid any attention. But um, then you have these other cities where what happens? The cops show up in riot gear. Yeah. The cops show up in a protest to riot gear uh, about a uh, protest that's being held peacefully in regards to the murder of a black man by you. police. Yeah. By you. So you show up with a sign of aggression after we respond to a sign of aggression. You show, yeah, well, you show up... Ready to fight. Signaling that it's conflict now. You got your gloves on. Right, right. And like you're getting your hands dirty now. Yeah, you you're, know, you're coming in with the shield. It's a, it's, a, it's a chest pump. You're suiting up. You're suiting up to come fight us, and, and what are we doing? We're not even here to fight. Right. But now we kind of are. <laughs> yeah. And that's how this shit happens. You don't even need... Did you see the Umbrella Man? Did you post him? The guy in the, the beginning of all this thing, there was a guy all dressed in all black with balaclava. He was a white dude, and he had an umbrella, and he was just like casually throwing bricks through windows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there's people that are like, this dude looks a lot like a cop, and his wife came out and posted pictures, and the eyes were like dead on. Dead on. A saboteur. A yeah. guy who's trying to get people to get in the, into this big frenzy about looting when he's doing it. He's doing he's it. inciting he's the shit himself. It. Yeah. You tell people that and they would go nobody would ever do that. That's where it ends. <laughs> that, yeah. That's where the conversation yeah, yeah. ends. Nobody would ever do that. No matter how much how much oh, okay. proof behind it, they don't care. Yeah. They don't well, want yeah. It. Well, when it comes to a lot of these people, they don't they don't want it to be true. I, that, Why not? Because it scares them. It scares them, and you know what else I think? I don't even think it scares them. I think it might scare them, but I think it scares them because once they know and they believe, they're accountable for it. Yeah. Once they accept in their heart in that moment that what they're being told is true, that a, a million people really did die in Iraq, yeah. they have to take ownership of it. Right. And they don't want to. And especially if they were going, if they were pro, if they were going for it. Yep. They have to live with that. They have to live with the choice. They don't want to live with the choice. So they want to detract and go, oh, but look at what Trump's doing or They're look at what this themselves. person's doing. They're telling themselves. You aren't taking any ownership. You yeah. need to look in David Goggins' accountability mirror. Yeah. And people don't, they don't. They cast judgment on you, but never look in the mirror. But let's be honest. Everybody's a piece of shit at some point in time. Oh, yeah. But some of the people on the internet, they're the loudest barkers about how they're all holier than thou and yeah. I'm going to cast judgment on you. The internet is exhausting, bro. And uh well that's why I'm not as much you can't except for con. I'll make an, a special ex exception for you con. I mean fun. I actually enjoyed it. But so I I I did too for what it's worth. Um I I don't like getting involved in this shit. I told you, I've told everybody multiple times. I unfollowed everybody, but my like, closest Culture. family, yeah. uh, business contacts. And I did this because I didn't want the negative energy of the world seeping into my shit and distracting me. Yeah. Even Courtney, I'm going to throw Courtney under the bus. She looks at her feed and she's got her feed going on, right? 
And I'm like, I'm looking at her scrolling. I'm not looking at all of it, but I know that most of it isn't necessary. Yeah. I know a lot of it's just funny jokes and like this person, but it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people's thoughts. And I'm sometimes looking at her going, what if I want to like hang out with you? And you're so buried in these other people's worlds. Yeah. But are, are is it going to hurt as bad when they die? Right. Is when I die? And people people get so fucking wrapped up in this world. And I'm like, I unfollowed everybody. Well, even though I unfollow people and even though I've built this office so that I can literally isolate myself from the world, the world still creeps in. And the other day, somebody who got into – somebody I know who's been decent to me and treated me well got into an argument with somebody else that also has been decent to me and treated me well online about some race shit. Now, Courtney comes up to me and goes, do you see that post about so-and-so? Nope. Well, look at what, no. No, 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 no. I don't want to fucking know what that post said. I'm not into, I'm, nothing is going to affect my life. Right. I don't have time for this shit. Okay. Let it go. Yeah. Next day, I'm sitting in the portal, the rainbow room. Hanging out, thinking that I'm able to do my work and avoid everything. And I get a message from said party. And this message is inquisiting as if I would be willing to go over to his page and read his posts and tell him if I think he's a racist. To which I said, no, no. this is exactly why I don't follow people. Yeah. This is exactly why social media is full of shit. Well, and speaking of social media. How about the people now, especially with this, because all all my feed is is all lives matter, black lives matter. That's all there is, right? Very trendy for what it's worth. And people might not want to hear that, but this is kind of a trendy thing. And the thing that bothers me is we got all these protests, right? And like in Cedar Rapids, we got good change, which is good. People, But what happens when there's three or four protests, you don't get the change. Are you still there? Yeah. Are you still going back? Are you demanding it? Our town did, but a lot of towns aren't going to. Right. Well, and what's funny is the more and more every single day, I at least got two or three people on there that are like, if you don't, if you don't believe in this or you think this was right, I'm, I'm unfollowing you, I'm unblocking you, or I've unblocked, I've blocked this many people, yada, yada, yada. And I'm just like, who the fuck cares? <sighs> Nobody gives a shit about your... Your circle of whoever the fuck on Facebook. And Nobody gives a shit. You're trying. Right. Once again, it's an attention. It's right. attention. It all comes to attention. Think about what you're doing. You're literally segregating and isolating yourself based on your ideas. Yeah. You're, you're doing the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing. Of right. all of the leaders through civil rights trying to tell us that we need to learn to find a way to unite and get along and understand each other, or educate each other, educate our own people. And you're saying that the, the solution that you found to people's, your perceived ignorance is to disconnect yourself socially from them specifically and only talk to people that validate your position. Right, right. Oh, yeah, okay. That you sounds need. like you're looking for yes men. Right, right. Well, yes man, and you're looking to divide. Even more than it already is. Yep. I know my, I know 
You don't know. Yeah. I know. I know. You Nobody don't know anything. Knows. Nobody knows fucking anything. <laughs> you saying that you know immediately devalidates you. All right. That's immediately as soon as anybody comes at me with the absolutes, the absolute truths. Yeah. This is the way it is. Like uh, I've been way more interested in spirituality recently. And I'm still just as put off by people coming up telling me how I'm going to believe shit. Right, right. You know, like Jesus is judging you because you're a piece of shit. And I, that, and also I said so, that's why. I still hate that dude. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But I'll, I'll get down and have a conversation with people. But it's like, people can't do that. Nah. People can only be right or quiet. Yeah. They can only be right or quiet, and they will bark at how they'll bark so loud about how right they are until they're wrong. What's crazy is how 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 all these all these things you all these things we talk about have so much in common. It's it's like I said, the segregation, people segregating themselves, or when it, I'll make the example, like you said, you either know it all or you don't. People have a hard time finding that fine line and just admitting you don't know everything. Right. I can know some stuff. I can go do research and I'm proud to say I'll do I'll do my research. There are certain things I believe, but there's a lot of shit I just don't know. And you'll never know. Aliens, same thing. Spirituality, same thing. All this shit, people, I think it just drives most people nuts when they can't completely put their faith all into one thing. Mm-hmm. People have they have like a believing uh, a thing with believing. They've got to believe it one fucking way. You we've got to make it as simple as it possibly can. It makes it easier to follow, and it and it it makes me easier to believe. Just putting all my eggs in one basket. People have a hard time looking politics same way, one way, the other way. Very rarely are there common ground. Like you said, conservatives. People, liberals attacking conservatives. There are conservatives that actually have some good fucking ideas. Yeah. But it's because they're conservatives. You're not even going to listen to them. Same, same goes the other way. Yep. There are some liberals got some good fucking ideas. Well, if you're a conservative, you just fucking hate all liberals. And the people, and the people that really should be aware of something and what they should be aware of is in this pre-9-11 America, we were more proud of our moderacy. We were more proud right. of the fact that we didn't have extremity in terms of right and left wing. The the far extreme right and left was very negative. Yeah, right, right. Like it was seen in the media as oh well, like, and it still is, but for completely different reasons now. Mm. Now we have a situation where almost everybody pretends like they have multiple views, and I think most of them do. But on the internet, they're straight red or blue. No red or blue. And there's no wavering, there's no common ground, there's only arguments and victories and losses. And if you sit down with nearly anybody and you put forward a really plausible, logical argument that doesn't have any emotion in it and completely shuts people down, this is what they'll say. I don't have to validate my opinion to you. Yep. Everybody's got an opinion. Yep. But if you can run me over... And you think, and I'll let you run me over, I'm ignorant on a topic, you will. Yeah. You'll completely run me over, but you won't actually debate me. And when I ask you to, you'll start calling me names. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't have any response to actual logical debate. This happens all the time. It happens on the right. 
It's happens self, on the left. Yeah. It's a self-defense. But they're out there barking to the moon. They're yeah. out there screaming about how right they are about everything. And as soon as I hear people demanding that shit, I know they're full of shit. Yeah. That's one of the easiest ways to tell somebody's full of shit that they're absolutely right about everything. They're right. Right. That they have all of the answers. As soon as I hear that or I feel that come out of somebody's soul, they're gone. They're ghosted. Yeah. Yeah. Not in my fucking circle anymore. Yeah. And it, it, it just, uh, we, I don't even know what time it is. We'll probably wrap it up pretty soon. But on a, on a closure to the civil disobedience, it is beyond me um, how we're still here. It is beyond me how um, when I went to this, this uh, Martin Luther King March on Washington thing in 1993, I was so sure as a 13-year-old boy by myself wandering around Washington, D.C., that this was going to pay off and that in 20 years that we would live in a totally different society. Totally transcendent, one people, one race, veering literally towards one race as we are anyway, and uh, just a whole new world. And here here we are. Here we are in the the racist fervor appears to be worse than it ever has been, but when actually it's just more visible. Right. People see it more. They record it more. They capture it more. Yeah. But it, it's not any worse than it always was. But when you take that negative energy and you pump it into the ethos for everybody to see, this is what happens. And uh, you have this long-running systemic problem on all kind of core levels, and now you have people literally seeing it right on their fucking – right in front of their face. Mm-hmm. Before, you had people getting crushed to death by cops. Oh, yeah. And in the time of the fucking Nokia phone, there wasn't 4G. No. There wasn't high-definition video on every street corner. Now there is. You're seeing it more. And it's just as unjust as it was in the 60s when nobody was doing shit about it. But now you see it. Now you have to deal with it. Now there's an emotional backlash. That pain causes people to change. And it's not huge change, but it's some change. And I think one of the changes that we have to put up with to, to get rid of this is people got to die. Old like people, it, old stupid it, people, yeah, young yeah. stupid people that are ignorant as fuck for no reason and think that people are subhuman because they have a richer amount of melanin in their skin are fucking stupid. Yeah. In 2020, when we know everything, we know about genetics. We know about melanin. We know that everybody in the gene pool goes back to one single family tree at some point in human history. Here we are. Um, we, we know that uh, – we know. We know everything. Yeah. And we're still judging people based on their skin color. And they know better. They all know better. Yeah. But they, they adhere to this generational or, or parental indoctrination of just total bullshit. And a lot of it's just bitch-made people that are afraid of people they don't understand. Well, and a lot of it, too, goes right back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the, the, so, like the social levels, like the, the levels that it's on, it, like I said, people want it simple. So the simple is America. Everybody's got an opportunity. So they think everybody's on the same playing field. If you are in a, a rough area where it's hard to succeed, the chances of you succeeding are way lower, mm-hmm. way fucking lower. It's just the way it is. If you if you have parents that don't have money, 
one, quality of life isn't going to be as good. Two, your parents got to work way more, which means they're not around, which means if you do live live in those areas, you're hanging out around with other people, that other kids that aren't as fortunate. You, gangs. Gangs. We want to talk gangs. That's how gangs are formed. If you have parents. Right, right, right. If you don't have parents, you're in a gang life by 8, 9, 10. Right, right. So, you know, the... And like I said, there's there's levels to that, and it's very easy for people to say, just because, you know, our government tells us land in the free America, doesn't mean that it's the same for you as it is other people. Everybody's got it. Everybody's dealt dealt a different hand. And I think I was about to touch on it. We got on a tangent, but even I I couldn't stand it because I got you know the White Lives Matter post and Morgan Freeman, right? Like talking to. Uh, um, I don't know who it was, but another reporter that was a black guy. And he's like, me and you, we're sitting here. We're doing good. Everybody's got the chance. I agree. I know what he's saying. Yeah. Everybody does have it. They, they have a chance. And a lot of that is willpower. How much are you willing to endure to get to that spot? Choices. I get that. Yeah. I get that. But mom's always told us the beauty, the beauty in the world is not everybody's the same. Everybody's different. They got different things. So there are going to be people less fortunate that don't succeed. They don't have the mental fortitude to be able to, to get out of the hood. They don't have the and resources. Strive and, yeah. do, and have the resources to do it. So I thought it was kind of, I was like, you know, I don't know Morgan Freeman's come up story or how he came up or how rough it was, you know, but, and I'm sure he's had some rough times in his life, but I was kind of like, there's levels to this shit and you're kind of trying to make it like an even playing field. Yeah. It's not an even playing field. It's not an even playing field and like there is truth to what he says and there's truth to these points. There are people that grow up in abject poverty that kill it. Yeah. And they're rare. Yeah. Proportionately, they're more rare, but they do. And that that comes because as a result of choices, hard work, diligence, perseverance, that does happen. There's also... The flip side, the very entitled uh, person that grows up with everything, and because they've grown up with everything and been coddled with everything, nothing satisfies them. They get into drugs. They end up, you know, fucking dying. Well, okay, let's take our president, for example, Trump. I got a bunch of these Trump offers that like to talk about how great of a businessman he was. Okay. Now, Wasn't. I'll, I'll ask, yeah, right. I'll ask you this question. If Trump were black, and this is just opinion, if Trump were black and he grew up in the hood, but he's the same guy he is right now, but he didn't have a dad that gave him money to invest with, money to, would he be where he's at? No. Not at all? Nope. White privilege. Yeah. Well, the, and the privilege is... Not even, not even white privilege, but privilege. Yeah. It's privilege. They're, the pri- yeah, his is privilege of wealth. Right. That's a totally different thing. Like, again, we used to argue about race is our different... Uh, our different feature now it's not even race people think it is right they think it's race religion they think it's sex they think it's all this different shit every way they can find a way to divide every community from every other community whether it's based on sexual orientation sexual construct race religion doesn't matter there's always some shit to keep people just divided enough right to not get together yeah and and you people already know that People are already aware of it and cognizant of the fact of, of principles like divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. But they don't do anything about it. Even in the midst of the knowledge being thousands of years old by a conqueror from 
you know, ancient Greece. Forever. They've been saying divide and conquer forever, and while they've been being divided and conquered. Right, right. And right. It, it just... It's crazy. It, it's it's madness. It's yeah. madness on a huge scale, but I feel like everybody's so busy on the 40 to 80 work weeks that they don't even have time to think well, about it. Well, that's another thing. We're not slaves, right? Yeah. Time slaves. Imagine how much of our lives... I used to think about this all the time when I was in school. Yeah. I got to spend 18 years going to school? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Why? Right. Like in the world that we live in now, ain't I like, I get that I can't drink and stuff, but couldn't I just finish up with school like 14 and then travel around or get some work experience or make some decisions or, right. or something. Then I started thinking beyond that and going, well, shit, if I need to go to college, that's 22 years. Oh yeah. If I want to be a doctor, oh, that's shit. 26, 27. Yeah. So I'm indentured to work or study for a third of my life. And by if, a, a lot, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, but even if you are lucky, by the time you get there, you might realize that that wasn't what you really were interested in or very passionate about in the first place. 30 years of that. And then if I get a job, I'm putting tens of hundreds, thousands of hours over the course of these years into one singular focus. Yeah. That's not what humans are supposed no. to be doing right now. Humans are supposed to be doing way more transcendent shit right. than putting 40 hours into a job where I send out informational packets to people. Right. I used to work at a job that could essentially do the jobs of machines. Mm-hmm. And the reason that they weren't done by machines is because this bureaucracy with, within this corporation was super old and super frugal and conservative. And they didn't want to spend the money on the technology to do this shit in an automated fashion. So they hired people to do manual translations and, and calculations that weren't really that difficult to do. Yeah. Think about the money that they spent. Oh, man. Do it, having us do all of these rudimentary jobs that a machine could do. Yeah. Here we are sitting at our desk. What are we making? Nothing. Yeah. What are we producing? Nothing. Yeah. We're just answering, shuffling around emails and sending out some and books every day. that's life. And here's the thing. Every, like I said, everybody's different. If you enjoy doing that shit... And let's say you make money here. And here's, here's the thing. And I, I have a couple friends that are kind of this way. Right. And we, we don't see eye to eye on it, but that's fine. Still my friends, but they have jobs where I can ask them, are you really passionate about this? Is this you, you talking on the phone and selling this or doing that? You're passionate about this. Are you like, this is something where you're like, my life is fulfilled. Or is it that you like the money you get and you live comfortably? That's fine. If, hey, man, if that makes you happy, go do it. But, I've, you know, we've had the mindset. Money, it ain't a money thing. Money, Money's a necessity. We need money. We need money to live comfortably. We need it to do that. What's so cool about what we do, right, and we go back to, I've, I've gone against the mold, the school thing, right? I didn't spend all 18 years in school. I dropped out. I got very lucky. I, I persevered. I, I, I took a hold of opportunities that I got. And now I get to do something that's fucking awesome. I fucking love to do it, right? It's a scary fucking crazy thing that I do. But man, when I die, even if I die, and I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this uh, earlier. Even if I, you know, I think about, so I want to bring it up. And, and I stopped into Platinum Rose um, today because I haven't seen those guys since yeah. uh, the unfortunate passing of Ella. Um, but Ella was 21 years old. Yeah. 21 years old. 
so this is what when you say when we were talking about school for 18 years, right? And then longer if you go to college, right? People think that your lifespan's just automatically 70 years. Right. People die every day. Yep. I could drop dead tomorrow. Yep. Right? So, it, and it may sound cheesy and cliche, but uh, life is short. Live it, right? I don't want to spend my time, right? Even, not, even if I go into my later years doing something that I feel really doesn't mean anything to the world, to society, like I'm to just, yourself. I'm a plugged in fucking machine doing yep. something for somebody else. Busy that body. drives me nuts. I would rather make pennies, sleep on the fucking ground, give me a tent and do something I love Yeah. than, than, than do that. Yep. Like I said, everybody's different. I'm not saying everybody should be that way, but that's always been my mindset. So then I, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about I th- it. I think they should be. I, why, I think, why the fuck shouldn't, why the fuck shouldn't people? Be chasing some greatness. Yeah. yeah some, I, everybody, I would make the argument that everybody out there listening, everybody we've ever known, has some talent that we don't have. Yeah. That could develop some talent that we don't have and could develop maybe multiple talents that we don't have. And they choose not to. Yeah. And the talent that we choose to have is the, the talent of martial arts and combat, and that's all fine and good and cool. But that's just one thing. Right. And... There are a lot of people that have that one thing, and their thing is like different. It's like carpentry or it's metalwork or whatever. But they fucking love that shit. Right. And if if somebody came up to them and I said, "Hey, look, here's the deal. I'm going to give you a stipend, so your life is going to be comfortable, and all you have to do is make steel, and that's it, and you'll be taken care of," that they'd be like, "Shit, dream life." No right. And they don't do it. Yeah. They think the dream life is based on a construct that they've been handed by their parents and their parents' Money. parents and TV and, and debt, yeah. the cycle of debt. And right. so they go, okay, well, I'm supposed to go to college. That's so what there's, I'm supposed to do. Yeah, there's some debt. Right. But that's cool because I'm going to get a job that's going to pay more, which is going to help pay for my new wife. Right. And then after I get the new wife and I get the promotion, I'm out of college and everything, then I, get, then I have kids. And I go and maybe buy a bigger house and I right. get more in debt. Yeah. But what are you doing? Right. If, if, you're, if your goal is to fire climb the corporate ladder and you really get your rocks off, you get a big boner for that type of thing, cool. But I don't think many people do. I don't think they do. Yeah, the, I, the, the only reason I say it that way is because I do know people obviously are vastly different. And I, I, because what we come from, I'm very passionate about it because you have to be very passionate. Like getting beat up is not, it's yeah. something you've got, it's, it's gotta be an obsession. You've gotta like, you've gotta, you gotta be all about it because we're getting yeah. hurt, right? There's a risk. There's big, a big risk. risk. Yeah. So like fighting may be a little bit different. My mindset might be a little bit more radical towards that, you know, but I, I do agree with you. I think people should pursue their passion, their passion, but you know, that could be someone's passion. If you're a hell of a salesman and you fucking kill it and you love selling shit to people fuck it it's your calling you know you can do it i just think i just think it it, uh, i i try to say from my mindset just doing what makes you happy over money you said it yourself the construct i think the construct isn't based off happiness a lot of people i think happiness comes from money because they've been taught that 
well, if I have more money, I buy more material things. I get the cool things I want. Or I take better vacations, right? You're, you're, you're striving to get money. Not something, you're not doing something you're passionate about. You're getting money to buy material things that I, I tell everybody this. When I was a kid, material things for me, I would get a material thing. That shit was gone after a week. I had no interest. Yeah. You know? And I think a lot of people, even a lot of these rich guys, they want to, they have enough money to live, but they want to keep making more money because they want to show off their status. They want to show off, I got this new car. I'm getting a new car every single week. It's, it's almost like an addiction, you know? And I think that's misplaced. I don't think that, and it, we've talked about it, businessmen that, you know, buy a bunch of shit, they got a bunch of money, and then they go to drugs because they've kind of numbed themselves, yep. right? They go to drugs, and then they end up putting a bullet through Nothing them. fulfilling. They're not happy. They're yep. not fulfilled, right? That money, money is something we make. As a human, as a human race, it's something, it's man-made. We created it. Really doesn't mean anything on the spiritual end of it, on the passion side of it, right? Like I said, I would rather do what I do, fight and and do something I'm passionate about and live on the floor. And it, where I was going with this is even like the unfortunate passing of Ella. Nobody saw it coming. She was 21 years old. I started thinking to myself because it hit me. I'm like, dude, she's 21. If yep. I died, if I died tomorrow, I'm 31, would I be happy with what I did? Because it, it's uncomfortable. A lot of people don't want to think about that. Right. So I think a lot of times they put that shit off and then they just grind, live for the weekend. Yep. And they assume it's going to be there. Right, right. With, and it can be taken like yep. that. So I'm very happy with, you know, with what I've done. Even shit, man. I, yeah, I wish I made a bunch more money. I wish I, you know, my goal when I was younger was to be champion and rolling in pay-per-view money, getting all that shit, right? That's still a goal of mine. But if I die tomorrow, I will be happy with the shit that I did. Yes. The risk that I took. Yeah. The, the way that I lived. I'd be happy with The it. way that we lived. Right. Yep. You know? And that's that's something that I, I think is an un- uncomfortable thing that a lot of people won't face is uh, there are some people who are very comfortable in their lives the way they are. And if they're comfortable and happy and fulfilled, then they're, then they're winning. Right, That's all right. there is to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think there's a lot of people out there that aren't comfortable with that. They don't have some outlet. They don't have some form of expression. They are living these lives of silent desperation. And uh, they, they're looking for something that they don't have. And they think they're going to find it at work and they're not. Right. They're not going to find it working for somebody else. They're not going to find it being somebody else's bitch. Or even be the big boss man of, a, of an ocean that they're not really, you know, they don't care to be in charge of. Doing something, and I think I think this is why everybody should be an artist, having some craft. Yeah. Whether it's a martial artist or whether it's a, you know a musical artist or whatever. Yeah. It, at some point in your life, embrace art in a way that you must and insist upon obsessing over it. Like you said, it's a form of expression. You're right. right, and it's humbling too because you suck at first. Well, at yeah. your at your art, you're not good. And the reason that I think our art is so effective in shaping the uh, 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 empathetic soul is for the obvious reasons. 
we put ourselves into positions of extreme compromise proactively all of the time. We are sparring, we're uh, grappling, we're we begging for people to put us in uncomfortable spots. Yeah. We have to deal with what it means to go through this shit on a day-to-day basis, and most people just simply don't. Yeah. And there are people that maybe not likening it to the fighting industry or the mixed martial arts industry, there are people that do sacrifice. There are people that do what we do. They stay up till four or five in the morning studying their given art and practicing their shit. And you know, they're doing the same type of things you're doing shadow boxing in the mirror when you walk by your shadow boxing. They're doing the same they're looking at their phone for the newest crochet techniques or some shit. Yeah. As long as you have that, as long as you have some form of expression that someday may even transcend your own self and be taught to somebody else who goes on and does better things and takes your message and, and gives it to the world, then you're winning. Yeah. It's the it's the the people and the individuals that I've known so often in life that are following a pattern. They're following a system that they've been taught. Right. And it's uh, it's a pattern of behavior that dates back hundreds, maybe thousands of years, but doesn't necessarily often get asked, is it really relevant anymore? Does it make sense to get married at 20 when I live potentially to be 70 or 80? Well, I even think, you know, I think even even depression-wise, right? Depression's huge in our country. I've dealt with it. I, I, get, I think I get it from Dad. I, I think yeah, I'm a lot like him. Um, the older I get, seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. You know, um, anxiety is crazy. You know, I I try to think of my life without having an art, and I don't think I have made it. I I think without having a passion, because you got to think about it, man, life life will fuck you up. Yep. It'll throw shit your way, and I've thought about it. I'm like, man, what if I worked like a telemarketing job or an office job and shit got as hairy as it has in my life already my why I honestly and it's 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 uncomfortable to say it because it's true and it's kind of dark but I honestly think I would have put a bullet through my head Mm -hmm. if I didn't have something that I was so passionate about I think I feel like even when I'm down in the rut and I'm down in the rut and I feel like nothing's going right and everything's against me, I can come in and train and I feel a million times better. Yep. million times better. I don't even, I live in the moment. I enjoy so much what I do, training, rolling, sparring, whatever. I'm living so much in the moment. At moment. Like you said, it's an expression. Yep. Right? You're expressing yourself. I think, honestly, man, martial arts, I've said it before, I think it saved my life, man, because I was a misguided teen. I didn't, I was awkward. I really didn't know what the... I didn't think I was good at anything. I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. And I think if I... if You know, certain people, I think, kind of like me, that are put into the system, that how everybody's told, like you said, get a job, get married, have kids, plug away, do this. I think if I was in that position, I wouldn't survive. I don't think the world for me, the way that is, I, I don't think I would survive. Well... I can relate to that, and the way I always said it was, I thought at one point in time I was going to end up dead or in prison or in the military. Yeah, that I was the same way. Yep, one same of those way. was going to be my out. Well, we talk about military when I was misguided, and before you introduced martial arts to me, I'm like, I don't like school. 
I, I'm not going to excel at this. I, I'm not passionate about it. I was thinking, I'm just going to join the military. That's how they get a lot of people. Yeah, well, and that's that I've heard that many, many times before, and we, we talked about this a little bit earlier. A lot of what the military attracts with these financial rewards like the GI Bill is they target economically repressed people. I've heard this from multiple people. You, you have a lot of people joining the military from impoverished inner city areas because if they don't do that, they're going to die. Yeah. They're going to die or end up in as, a, as a statistic, and this is literally the only way out. Think about that. Yeah. The only way out of economic repression in the city is to join a fighting machine that makes the people that oppress you even more rich. Right. People don't it's think about shit like that. It, it's, it's a vicious, obvious cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Of corruption, but people are like, "Oh, there's nothing we can do about it." But it's evil. <laughs> but you it's straight up something. evil. No matter how hard it is, you should want to do something. You should it. be able to see that bigger picture. Yeah. And go. So we're enslaving people basically on economic terms, and now we're taking those enslaved people and we're making them sign up for the military or die in the ghettos. Yeah. That's evil. Yeah, that's fucking. Nuts. Any way you slice it, it is. Yeah. So. Um, with all of this civil disobedience, the message that I want to put out to people is, uh, when you get together with your fellow man and you try to understand them and you educate yourself on them and you're not as scared of them anymore, good shit starts to happen. Pretty easy deal. Yeah. Everybody get along. Uh, the, the people that say that that can't happen, you're bitches. Yeah. You're bitches of a forgotten age. Yeah. You're, you're a voice of dissent when there doesn't need to be one. You're afraid of change. You don't want to see change happen you don't even want to take accountability or action in it. Don't worry. The, the forward thinkers and the action takers will take care of that shit for you. You keep yapping on the fucking internet about all of your opinions and shit. Um, anyways, I, I was trying to circle back. I totally forgot about this, but I was in my hole. I was in my, uh, I was in my absence from social media and unfollowing people, and I got pulled into this argument. And the, the person that was trying to pull me in, I had nothing to do with this. They were arguing with somebody else, both people that I know. And he tries to suck me into this argument and, and asks me to go onto his page, knowing, I think knowing that I unfollow people. Yeah. And asks me to read his posts and get back to him on whether or not he, he I thought he was a racist. And the more I thought about this, the more unsettling it became to me because I was going, okay, so you're, the argument that you're having right now is with an individual who's black. He apparently thinks that you're racist because you're coming to me. All right. Trying to pull me into something to judge you. You're asking me, even though I don't want any part of anybody's shit, you're asking me to weigh in on some shit that I don't want to weigh in on. Well, you know, on top of that, what's it going to do? Nothing. Keone, Keone Coke said I'm not racist, so I'm not racist. <laughs> this is where I was going. It, it, it's secondly, ironically dawns on me that this guy thinks that I hold the power, hold the power of the foremost authority on racism. So he's coming to me individually to go to have me go evaluate when did i become the standard authority on racism i'm white <laughs> right that's privilege yeah, right 
You didn't see it. Yeah. It snuck right by you. You came to a white boy right. about whether or not you're a racist. <laughs> you totally just became ironic as fuck. Yeah. And this is why I don't get involved in this. Because if I explain this, I'm an asshole. Right. It's, there's a no win. You're not going to win. No win. So you pulling me in is you causing a train wreck in my life that I've chosen to avoid. Yeah. I'm not getting mad at you for, for crashing your car into that wall. If you want to take that battle, go for it. But when you reach out of that car and drag me in, that shit fucking infuriates yeah. me, man. Yeah. You put me and other people in a fucking uncomfortable position, and now I have to deal with it when I've expressly said I don't want to. Right. And you want me to back you up? Yeah. That's where we're at, though, in America. Hey, can you come validate me on my social media? On social media? Why? Hey, here's my question. Why? Yeah. Why? Why do you need it from me? You running into some friction? Yeah. Maybe you're feeling a little insecure about the friction that you're getting, and you're hoping that I'm going to save the day. Yeah. And you're wrong. I'm not even going to read it. And I haven't read it. Why the right. fuck would I read it now? Right. I was like, you know what? I, I, what a weird thing to ask. It's, it's a thing. I don't even think it's weird. I, I think it's weird for us. But I think it's not weird for this person because he's feeling attacked. He's feeling ganged up on. He's feeling like he's, he's fucking right and they're fucking wrong. And he wants somebody to back him up and validate him. My point is simply this. Once you get to that precise moment in time... Where you need to reach out to a fellow whitey and go, hey, whitey, am I, am I racist to you? Because if I'm not racist to you, then I'm not racist. Right. And what, what do you want him doing? Well, Keone Cook said I'm not racist. And then you're going to get other people. <laughs> I don't even want to be involved. I know. I don't even want to be involved. No and you want to make me be involved. It's a no win. Yeah. No win. Unless I come to your aid, then it's a win for you. Right. A lose for me. If I don't come to your aid and you want to be a dick to me, You're or if you, asshole. I'm an asshole, then I lose again. And then that's one of the weird things about being put in these positions where people look up to you for guidance. Come to me for jujitsu, bro. Yeah. If you want to come to me for an opinion, if you want to say... I have a question for you. I want you to answer this for me, but it's the answer is just for me. I'll answer that question. Yeah. I'll sit there. I'll talk to you. If, if this same individual came up to me and said, Hey, what is your opinion on black lives matter? I'd go, well, talk about it. Yeah. Um, this is what I think. This is why I support them at this present stage in their movement. This is why I think it's important, but that's not what you did. You got into some whole fucking hopped up argument with somebody that I've not even read yet. Yeah. And you're asking me to come on there to validate you because you're feeling insecure. Own that shit. Yeah. Accept that shit. Let it burn. It's salt in the wound. And then grow and walk away. Yeah. But don't come wrapping me up into that shit because a couple of those and I just turn you totally off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then, yeah. you, can, then you can go talk to people, talk about what an arrogant prick I am. No. I don't have time for this shit. Yeah. Um, I'm 40. You're 40 or better. Yeah. You don't have time for this shit either. And if you are making time for it, I'm not making time for yeah. you. Yeah. 
And I don't want to be associated with somebody who's making time for that. That's weak sauce shit. Yeah. If you're going to talk shit on your internet about whatever you want, things that'll make you be perceived as a racist or not, that's on you. Yeah. And yeah. if you do some shit like this dude said not that long ago about dark kids and Kirk Ferentz, you're gone. Yeah. And I and for the record, this dude that I've never had an issue with, but I've told a couple people close to us, this guy could be trouble. Yeah. I can smell his prejudice on him. Yeah. Shit, I don't like it. Ends up being being trouble, and I call this guy flat away. Thirty years old, I would have been mad and cussed him out, and you know maybe sent him a message, but I wouldn't have called him immediately. Yeah. And I called this dude immediately, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. What is your problem? Why would you be so fucking stupid? What? Well, that's the way I really feel. I'm like, well, you're fucking stupid. I was like, you know what I think? I think you're afraid. I think you're afraid of black dudes. Yeah. I think that black dudes talking loud intimidate the shit out of you like a bitch-ass white boy. Yeah. And you're, this is your response to it. Low-key <laughs> right. talking shit behind right. their back. You got some pent-up shit. You got some pent-up white boy issues right. is the problem. Right. And that manifests as, as rage against black people. Yeah. And this guy, I've talked to him before. Like, I feel like he has some idea of principles or values, mm-hmm. right, and morality. And then he, does, he gets drunk immoral (laughs) and he goes starts running his mouth about dark kids and shit i'm like okay well you're gonna get a call yeah and so i called him and i called him a bitch and i ran i was foaming at the mouth and nick was here and nick's like what the fuck like where did this go because i facetime called him yeah like i want to look at you in the eyes when i talk to you this i screamed at my top of my lungs for 60 seconds straight hung up on him and I'm like, all right, Nick, let's get to work. But it's so liberating, the point being getting older and not having a fuck to give, really. Yeah. And just seeing some shit like that and putting him on blast right away. I haven't talked to the dude since, and I probably will never talk to him again. He's lost his business. His kids were getting threatened. His kids don't have any of these ideologies. Right. They, they grew up in public schools in Cedar Rapids. Yeah. He's putting that on them now. He's getting threats from people in the community saying, I'm going to rape your daughter right in front of you and all this shit. Here's what you can do. You can look at those messages and you can go, see, I validate all of my beliefs right here. Look at how these people are treating me. Or you can go, well, I kind of brought some of this shit on myself. Is it it a good thing that people are trying to threaten to do this or to make me scared? No. But there is a cause and effect of right. fucking life, right. bro. Yeah. This is nature. This is the way this shit works. When you put that bad shit out, it comes it back comes, on you. It comes back to you. It's not fucking rocket science, but you'd think it was for some of these people out here yeah. that yeah. are just begging to out themselves as bigots of some kind or ignorances of some kind. And I'm like sitting here thinking about this thought I had when I was a 13-year-old kid going, man, someday this is going to be just like Dr. King said it was going to be. Nope, not yet. I, I still think it will. I think it will. It, it's just a painful I, fucking process. It's a painful process. And I, like I said, man, the government has more to play with it than... Oh, they're so they, wedging they're everybody so out. Winning, bro. It's, it, it, the divide and conquer goes more than red and blue. They, they try to keep the racial rifts. They have to. Yeah. They have to. It has to be racial. It has to be religious. Whatever it has to be sex-based. Yep. Whatever way, and people that are listening to this should think about this. How many ways have they found to divide us now? Uh, 
race is the most obvious and most kind of archaic and dumb and ignorant because it's so silly. But then now the rise of sexism yeah. and the rise of uh, uh, sex classification in the last 10 years. And you are dividing people, people probably even unwitting. Not, no, I'm not talking about individuality right. and being proud of who you are as a person, whether you're transgender, this, that. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about like dividing every single micro populace from each other oh, yeah. just enough that you relate to pretty much everybody, but your circle never gets too big. Right. This would be a perfect way to control a rebellion. Oh, hell yeah. Is to make sure that people are just divided enough that they can't come together. That they can't quite come together yep. just enough. Write it about the precipice of enormous social change, somebody will crack. Yeah. One of the eggs will crack and somebody will fuck up and it'll give cause to delegitimize de de the entire movement. That's why I have a hard time getting around shit like Black Lives Matter or, or anything. Yeah. Because while I agree with the plight of what the message is right now, I know that that movement can be demonized by the wrong people. Oh yeah, for sure. And those people could be of any color, but all they need is an agenda that doesn't quite coalesce. Yeah. In a in a progressive opportunity over time to weasel it, and all of a sudden, um, this movement that had genuine intention could turn into something very different, and yeah. it's still flying the same flag. And that's where I have problems with it. Right now, you have symbols that are supposed to say one thing that actually say something yeah. very different, like the flag. Yeah, our own flag, the one that people get so mad about when it's defiled. But don't get mad about when it's spit on by policy, spit on by right. a lack of, uh, of people taking accountability at the highest levels. Nobody cares about that. But if you kneel on a flag, if you oh, all hell will break loose because you hate the military. Right, right. By default, you hate the military yeah, because yeah. – and it's just the, the level of brainwash and uh, non-transcendent thinking makes me want to lock myself in here. One guest at a time or all by myself and just yeah. go fuck the world. I got cameras outside. I can see who's coming. <laughs> I'm staying back in here and I'm doing a podcast. All right, brother. Well, we'll wrap it up right there. We've got um, a little COVID. We were so disgusted by the COVID and the economic bullshit that we had to comment on it. Um, we've got some civil unrest talked about, some of the things that are going on here. Um, and next time I think we're going to talk about a controversial subject. Um We've done these controversial subjects in the past, and this one is going to relate with our experiences, um, probably more so yours, <laughs> with women. Women. And uh, women are a, a magical beast because men cannot even fathom life without women. Uh, most, most men, of course, I have to put a disclaimer in here because men like dudes. Right. If I don't say that, somebody's going to harp on me about it, which is fucking stupid. But anyways, right. Yeah. If you're damned, if you do, you're damned, if you can't. But women for us particularly have been incredibly distracting and, uh, uh, I'm, I'm very lucky, but they are something about us. We've been told is a problem. And, but you know, what's, you know, what's funny. <laughs> we, can, we can just put this so it begins. into this podcast right here. Because a lot, the we're told it's who we are, right? But we also think outside of the box. And I'm not putting all women in a, in a box. But just like men, 
to women like men, like the dudes we're talking about, crying about all lives matter, and you got black lives matter, the, the, the separation. You have a lot of women, right, and we'll touch on this in the podcast, that follow a certain system, the way they're raised. We were raised different. We're, we are a different beast because we were fortunate to be raised the way we, the, the way we were, open-minded. Yeah. And I'll just end with this. A lot of women that we've dealt with don't see eye to eye. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if a single woman that I've ever been with has seen eye to eye. I, my wife now is incredibly understanding and I still drive her nuts and she drives me nuts. And there are some just really perplexing things about the, the female nature and about the way females behave that I feel like I totally understand and I can explain, mm-hmm. but it still doesn't matter. Right. And I think a reason that a lot of it doesn't matter comes down to emotions. Emotion. Well, and this is science, right? <laughs> it's science. Are, and I'm not saying there's women are the nurturers, right? Like the heightened sense of emotion. And I, I believe that. Right? It's I not, believe that too, and I don't think that's bad. I right, 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 and that's that's kind of what I'm saying. I, it's there for a reason, right? It's there for a reason. I just think, especially us, that we like to analyze, we like to have reasons for the way things are, and a lot of women don't like that because they can't answer it. Right. Just like the people we're talking about can't answer the political questions <laughs> or what. That's what I'm saying. This could uh, all be one fucking podcast. Guys, if you just let me and my brother take over the world, uh, we'll <laughs> we take all care of all these problems. Okay. We'll explain everything. The truth is there's been some wild and crazy things with the ladies in our life um, before and presently to this. And we have some fundamental differences of ideas in terms of personal liberties, I feel. Um, and uh, we'll talk about some of that eye-opening information in the, in the next podcast. Uh, we're glad to be back. We've got this sick-ass new fucking studio. And uh, the cool thing is it's going to be easy to record. Old place we recorded at my house. Dogs were barking, going nuts. This is in the back of HDHQ. White space. Um, blank, easy to film. Uh, we have food we can bring in here. So it's going to be easier to match our lifestyle. We're always in the gym. We're always training. We're always doing the shit. We're usually getting out of here at 9, 10 o'clock at night at night. So to have fact, to leave. This is a map that we're actually sitting. Yeah, we're sitting on white mats. Um, I I went a little nuts with this, but I wanted to have a cool place for us to hang out and record in some place quiet. And uh, that this is definitely doing it. It's it's command center. You guys haven't seen everything, but we can see outside the building. We can see inside the building. We, we got can, a monitor. For we got a monitor. Yeah. It's dope, and we'll show you the whole thing at some point. But we're gonna have some really cool podcasts coming up. It's gonna be easier to record. We'll be able to put shit down faster. Hopefully less editing time, post-op, all that stuff. So thanks for sticking in, listening to us ramble. We had no clear cut. We're going to have to edit this somehow because we just fucking rambled on and on. And this is like five hours. But, um, you know, hopefully what we get out of this, bro, is that people know that there's people out there thinking. Yeah. There's people out there that are empathizing, that they're thinking, they're relating, they're they're trying to think transcendent. Well, and I think I've said it in all podcasts, but knowledge is power, man. Yeah. If you allow yourself to, to open your mind up to that knowledge and be open with it and, and come up with your own ideas. Like I said, a lot of the shit that's going on in the world right now, I think it's, me personally, I think it's easy. 
to easy, decide what way to go. Easy fixes. Right, easy fixes. Yep. But there's there's a disconnect. There's there's a disconnect, and I think it's most just most people unwilling to open their mind. That's yeah. really what it is. Like, like uh, a lack uh, of understanding. What's that movie, Total Recall, with the dude in the stomach? Open your mind, Quade. <laughs> Open your mind. Yeah. What the hell was his name? Yeah, I forget. He always creeped me out as a kid, man. Well, yeah, he was a greasy old New York cabbie that came out of somebody's fat ass belly. <laughs> you can't say fat ass. <laughs> womp, oh, womp, don't get me womp. started. On that. Hey, we'll do a podcast on. I mean, the PC culture. <clears throat> you guys are pussies. I don't know what to tell you about it, but if you're going to whine at me about saying fat ass, you're just a pussy. I don't got time for it. Yeah. The reason that we are in such a bitch ass situation is because of bitch ass people like you get over it, have fun, laugh a little bit, be lighthearted, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. This podcast is made possible by Gail and Douglas Coke and the family hard drive. Music courtesy of Mike Chino.